Midday Buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for 2022. That's right, it is a new year of how you can eat, and we are back after a much needed break from listening to K pop music for every single week of 2021. What an exciting time. We get to start another new year of the show, and it's it's a fun one. It's a fun special because we are going to be doing our 2021 awards, also known as the Golden Tong Awards. If you remember last year, we went through a, a slew of categories and we each picked our favorites from those categories. Not necessarily what we thought was the you know overall best of the year, but our personal picks for those categories. And we're going to do that again for this episode. I got to introduce the other co-leaders, though. Alan Mark, you know him as our red-haired ninja right now. Um, he he's always he is recently coined as the B-side connoisseur. How are you doing, good sir? How was your break? How is everything? How are, what is your feeling going into these golden tongs? What is up? Uh, how is my break? Not much of a break with the line of work that I do, but you know, I still got some a little bit of time off, which is nice. And um, spent most of that time uh, agonizing over my picks for these awards. So. <laughs> It tells you everything about uh, about me. I am a uh, Virgo Moon and Virgo Rising, so that is where this energy comes from. So hello. If 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 it makes you feel any better, I picked all my picks just today alone. So. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew in my head. I just had to actually write it down. Um. So uh, and rounding up the big three is of course the one that hails from NYC. He is Stephen. How are you doing, good sir? Please quickly tell us how your trip was to that country oh, you went to. Uh, bonjour, my friends, uh, and bon ame. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had I had a nice trip. Um, pretty low key. Had a lot of chocolate and beer <laughs> and fries. So yeah, not a not a bad place to to be. Um, but yeah, it was really nice. Just spent a lot of time with family. So. Uh, yeah, it was great, but I, I am super excited uh, to be back here uh, going over what our, our favorites were. Yeah, I'm, I was also agonizing over my picks, but <laughs> ooh, yeah, some I'll, I'll pick, I'll have my picks done soon. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, just figure it out as we go. Yeah. And uh, if anybody was wondering, I am, I also agonized, but not for as long, just only today because. I, I just I picked with my heart. I, I was I wasn't trying to be like the the de facto um you know voter for these awards. I just wanted to let the people know what I thought should have won for these awards because we all know there's a ton of great K pop out there, but unfortunately not all of them get to shine in the big stage, big award stage. So hopefully we get to shed some light on them and um yeah, give some awards out to some well-deserved groups, songs, and so forth. Um, it wouldn't be an award show, though, without any beverages. And so I, I don't know what beverage you guys brought to the show, but um, I brought some Good Day Green <laughs> Apple Soju. 
some leftover <laughs> from a birthday party. So I'm just gonna do a quick a quick uh, ASMR swig for you all um, oh, wow. listening. Yeah, you can hear that. Hear the cap opening. Um, opening a soju bottle will always be memorable because of you, Stephen. I just remember that one cafe we went to in LA, and then I think that's when you taught me at least all the games you can play with the cap. So, ah, cheers yes. to you. I still have your chamisol okay. or whatever you gave me. It's it's it's. <laughs> I wouldn't drink it at this point. It's it's gone from. The refrigerator to yeah. heat to room temperature back to the refrigerator, so it's probably spoiled. But I'll still drink it next time when you actually come over to any of our places. I'll bring okay. it instead of meeting us somewhere <laughs> in a in a bar or something. But cheers to you guys. Whatever you want to drink. Oh, oh, that's that's green apple. Yep. Oh, all right. Let's get the show on the road, guys. Um, we have a ton of categories. We've actually added a couple this year from last year. So uh, if you listen to that episode, uh, get ready for an even longer one <laughs> this year. <laughs> Great. But but we'll try to make this as quick as possible because uh, we all know you like your really uh, well-executed, succinct episodes, not your long, rambling ones. So we'll make this... We'll, be, we'll, we'll keep this ship, uh, we'll write this ship, we'll keep it tight, whatever phrase you want to use. Um, let's get to the awards, guys. So, a uh, little, little uh, explanatory uh, words from me before we start this out. We will each pick our winner. We, don't, we have yet to pick a collective winner. If it so happens that our number one picks uh, coincide, then we can unanimously say that that is how you can eat de facto winner for that category. But uh, what do you think, guys? What if if we if we put our if we say our runner ups and then they somehow match? Would that necessarily would that essentially be the pick for the group? Do you think, or should it, should does it have to be number one all around? Uh, I would say. Number one. Number one. That's the yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. If all right. someone out there wants to actually like do the the data <laughs> analytics on all of our picks, then feel free to share that with us. But let's just but, stick to number one. Okay. Yeah. If if we if we all pick the same number one, then that is the de facto how you can eat winner yes. for that category. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, let's get started with a with our first category, known as. The Olden Disc Award. Now, this award is essentially a song that came out before 2021 that you <laughs> happen to listen to for the first time in 2021. And we we each picked our picks, I guess. Um, and we will we will announce what we uh, what our, our winners are. Um, how how confident are you with this award, guys? Because I kind of just um, pick some random songs. Do you are you do any of you feel very like confident like you wanna you wanna speak to this one song that you're like oh I really want to talk about it because yeah. I didn't know about it but now yeah I have uh, one specific song so gotcha okay all right well why don't I go first then <laughs> sure <laughs> I'll go first that way we'll we'll end with the more powerful uh, commentary okay so. 
I don't necessarily listen to. I don't necessarily go back intentionally to catch up on songs. What ended up happening was since we were covering so many groups, so many um, groups from all different eras, it allowed me to kind of go back in the discography to kind of find out uh, or to, you know learn more about the songs that came out before the ones that we're covering. So that's kind of the attitude I took with this award. So for my two runner-ups, I won't put them in any order, um, but I think Alamark can agree that uh, I that CIX had a big, big year for How You Can Eat. I think a lot of us really enjoyed, or a lot of us really enjoyed um, please, Alamark, please help me with the name of the album that Cinema came out on. Oh, God. Hello, Chapter Zero? There you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. It went back to the Hello, Chapter Zero. So I had never heard of CIX, but after going through that episode, I like just like Alamark, I became an immediate fan. And so CIX's What You Wanted was one of the songs that I gravitated towards when I was going through their discography. That came out in 2019. Um, and also, when we did the GWSN episode, I really, really enjoyed listening to Melting Point, uh, which came out in 2018. But the one song that I had never heard of before, but undoubtedly had a huge year this year, was by a little, a little uh, then small time, now big time group known as Brave Girls and their song Rollin'. And that's my pick for the Olden Disc Award. Um, nice. A song that came yeah. out in 2017 that had a resurgence. It was the first time I had heard of it this year. So um, that's my pick for the Olden Disc. All right, cool. Nice. Good. Yeah. Great pick. Great solid pick, especially with what happened this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all just going to be picks of just like, personally, this is the song. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, totally. All right. Um, Steven, do you want to go next? Sure. Um, so I do have a runner-up uh, or an honorable mention, <laughs> uh, which a, f- a few of these songs I heard while preparing the games that I, I would make for some of the episodes. Uh, but my first uh, or my one honorable mention is Twice's song, Ho, uh, which I feel like I must have heard at some point, um, but I just... It never really registered with me, but that came out in 2018. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, honorable mention. Um, but in third place for me <laughs> is uh, <laughs> uh, the song Na 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 by Impact, which came out in 2018. It's like this, it's kind of this like club song and it's just really fun and I'd never heard it but it's it's a really good great uh just track um and I found that while making the b2b game um to be to be or not b2b and then yep. <laughs> the other my second place also I found from that game uh it's history song dreamer from 2013 featuring narration by IU uh it, it opens with this really nice like almost acapella like arrangement and then it, it's really cool but my number one song is by an artist we did cover this year 
Um, and I heard this song pretty early in the year. Uh, it's it's by a soloist. Uh, it's Woods's song "On My Own" from his mini album uh, "Whoops" from 2020. Um, it's by uh, Woods and Nathan. So it's just it's an example of their great partnership, um, which continued through last year. But it's just this really beautiful song with uh, a really intricate arrangement and a really nice melody. And, and Woods gets to show off his, his great voice on it. So I, I really love this track among uh, many great Woods songs too. Great pick. Love it. Nice. All right, Al, Mark. All right. What what are your what's your <laughs> olden disc award? All right. Uh, I do have two like quick <laughs> mentions of runner ups. Uh, two two artists or groups that we did cover in our podcast as well. Uh, both of that actually both Chuck mentioned. So one is CIX's Jungle. Uh, that one I hadn't heard. I didn't hear last year. Um, but was it last? Yeah, twenty or I guess twenty twenty now. Um, yeah, that one's a great one. And then also Brave Girls. Uh, for some reason, I missed We Ride when that came out in, in uh, 2020. Uh, but it's a great song. So I was happy to revisit that after we uh, covered Brave Girls. But so moving on to my actual pick. So I guess for the longest time, ever since I sort of rolled myself back into K-pop uh, in like 2015-ish, uh, I kind of was hoping that we'd get another song that is like Sistar's Lonely, uh, that not Lonely, Alone, that came out in 2011. I think that's such a great song. I love the concepts. And it's one of like the early K-pop songs, like when I was really getting, when I first got into it, that um, hooked me immediately. So I was like, oh, I really want another one of this, like another Sistar Alone, but when is it going to come? I was hoping that uh, possibly Brave Girls would do it again, since that was a Brave Brothers produced track. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, but then it wasn't until I was watching a whole bunch of YouTube compilations of different K-pop songs, like oh, songs that fit this concept, that fit this sound, and then this one song kept coming up over and over again in different videos, and it caught my ear every time. And I was like, and then I realized, oh, this is. The sister, the new bringing of sisters alone that I've been waiting for this whole time, and it actually came out in 2018. Uh, so I alluded to it slightly in uh, one of our potluck episodes. But the song that I'm talking about is from the group La Boom, and the song is called mm-hmm. Between Us. And that oh, nice. song is so good. I like. I'm I've become so obsessed with it this past year, and. Yeah, I just couldn't stop listening to it. It has the same vibe of like a mature, like sexy concept for a uh, a girl group. And the other thing I love about it is that it's actually uh, it was the first single that was written by a member by the member Soyeon. So uh, yeah, so it's sort of like that. Me discovering that song also helped me discover La Boom, and now I'm uh, I really like La Boom a lot too as a group. So yeah, that was sort of like. That's the perfect pick for my Olden Disc Award this year. Oh, cool. Remind me again what the name was for La Boom. Uh, Between Us. Awesome. Okay. And that's it. One award down. <laughs> we'll just do 15, 
14 more of those. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so you have you have a lot to look forward to. Uh, but next up, we have the de- the greatest best debut award mm-hmm. debut of the year. There you go. All right, Stephen, why don't you start us off for this one? Sure. Um, yeah, I. Okay, first I'll just mention one person who it was hard to decide my third place pick. I think um, it might not be a surprise who my number one is, but my third place was a little hard to to choose. Uh, and but it but it came down to two soloists who had their solo debuts this year, um, but unfortunately, who didn't make it into my top three was Wendy from uh, Red Velvet. I really did like her uh solo mini album but um the one the other person who i was debating i just liked uh his uh mini album um so from the same uh label my my bias in in his group uh i i went with dio for his mini album empathy uh it has the it's some great Great tracks, plus a song in Spanish. I think that's the song that I listened to the most from his mini album, <laughs> uh, Si Fueras Mía. And I, it, it's so good. I think, I am assuming his pronunciation is pretty good, but I get, he just delivered some fantastic vocals as, as we would expect. Um, so I really, really liked that uh, debut and I can't wait to see more from him. Uh, Obviously, EXO members have a lot of great solo uh, releases, but uh, it's great to have Dio now. Um, but second place is a, a boy group. Um, I, I chose them pretty much off the strength of their sing- debut single, uh, Lockdown, and it was uh, the group EPEX. So I think they have a really strong uh, like rap line, um, and they've, they're very are some great dancers and performers too. Uh, I am pretty excited about them as well. Um, But my number one pick, my favorite debut of the year, I already made the call when we covered them. (laughs) Nothing had changed. It's, it's Purple Kiss. Um, Their their debut mini album uh, Into Violet is is just a a great debut. I mean, it's one of, I mean, it's it's on its own. It's a great mini album, and uh, they have just like they are an all-around strong group um, vocally. They have some great singers in Swan and uh, oh my gosh, uh, what's her name? Goen. Goen. Yeah. Um, Yuki. I, I I'm a big fan of Yuki, who's who raps in Korean, and that, that I find that amazing. And uh, Doshi is. And Irei are great dancers. They also put out one of my favorite covers of Next Level this year. <laughs> Dance covers of Next Level. So, um, a huge fan of them. Um, just, uh, I, I thought all of their releases were, were pretty strong this year. And um, it's it, it's a crowded but talented class. Uh, but uh, Purple Kiss just rose above the rest for me. Awesome. Okay, Alamark, your turn. Oh boy. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so with this, I guess it it really came down to actually two different picks for me. Uh, but as shout out, I feel like girl <laughs> groups overall this year really killed it. So 
Uh, just very quick shout outs to like Bugaboo, Pixie, Ive, yeah. uh, especially a lot of those, like, especially in the second half of the year, they really stepped it up. But uh, so I guess that's a, a commutative third place for me because right now I'm really stuck between these two. I actually have not decided who I want to choose. I legit had to make like a table of like pros for each group. Um, wow. But because both have great vocal talent, great dance talent, great rap talent for an idol group. So um, it really came down to like small details, nitpicky here and there. Um, so uh, I think if I have to go with my gut, I think, all right, so second place. So the runner up will... Oh man, they had a stranglehold for so long of this year, but I have to second place is Purple Kiss for me. Oh. I think Oh, what? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to give this I just think that their sound was so fresh even though it came right towards the end of the year. Oh. So I'm actually going to give I'm going to give it to Billy. Wow. I'm oh giving my rookie yeah. of the year for Billy. <clears throat> I thought um Ring by Ring is a great track, but I wasn't sold until they came out with the single Snowy Night um, just in December. So I think that's an incredible song. But I think overall, like, uh, though Purple Kiss has like, I love that they are a self-produced group. They songwrite, they choreograph their own stuff. They have great B-sides. They have a nice like diversity and they have the song Can We Talk Again. Uh, for Billy, I think the debut song was just so different and sort of chilling in a way that was that was great. Their debut EP was great too. They have really like decent line distribution too, which I thought was really cool. Um, but really, it's I think their sound is like nothing else really, especially this year when it comes to um, Gen Four groups. It's very fresh, and I just think Snowy Night is an incredible song. Uh, so. Wow. Yeah, I'm going with Billy as my as a, the debut wow. of 2021. Wow, I did not expect that at all. Okay, uh, not to have to add on to the many great words that you all, guys already said, but I'll, I'll really quickly throw out not not my runner up, but my third place. Um, actually, goes to the rebrand oh, of oh, two. Oh, uh, I I don't know what it was about when we covered them. Um, I think it was just I, I really really enjoyed their new direction, their their new sound, and kind of just like this. I don't know. It just felt like they had a way new and en- like um, a greater energy behind their music, and it just sounded so unique and. Um, there were some like couple tracks. Uh, I forget the name of the album that we covered, but a uh, uh, couple tracks on that album that I thought were like pretty. I don't know, pretty uh, advanced or it, it advanced. I think K-pop for me, and it it was just so different as well. If if I can also pull the Billy, um, uh, descri- or the way you describe Billy, um, it was just so unique to me and I, I I wanted to give them a shout out um, but my runner up is actually Billy Ooh. 
because of the exact same reasons of Alan Mark. But I will swap. Uh, what's the song that you said aside from Snowy Night? Uh, ring by Ring. Ring by Ring. I will swap Ring by Ring for the 11th day for me. So that song. Oh, the 11th day is great. That song is what immediately sold me to Billy. And then it was Snowy Night that just uh, la- like it landed at home. So, but my debut group of the year is, of course, also Purple Kiss. And I can't oh, believe you didn't do that, Alan Mark. We were so close. <laughs> we were so I close. Know. Every year. I know. We're so close. It was, it came down to the wire, like uh, literally right before I said it. I think right before it came my turn. Like, I gotta <laughs> oh go my butt. God. We, we almost, yeah, that's oh, fine. Man. That's fine. That's fine. That's still fair. love them. I still love them. That's so, fair. Yeah. <laughs> this 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 happens with the the uh, I don't know if we can say it because it's trademark, but with all the awards out there, <laughs> it's always the most recent ones that just stay fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to remember the ones that came out at the beginning. But I have to agree with Stephen. Purple Kiss just stayed with me the entire year, even when we were going through our top twenty songs. I just wanted to put. All of um, Purple yeah. Kisses yeah. Um, songs. We each had uh, Can We Talk Again on our playlist. Yeah, right? it's one of the yeah. two songs that was in each of our playlists. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Also, Hide and Seek is a great EP as well. Yeah. Their yeah. Oh, all right. So close, but no cigar. My bad. All right. Let's. It's like <laughs> one and then one A. Yeah. It's like that close. So. Yeah, that's it. it well, look, look who I put as my runner up. So, yeah, clearly yeah. we were in the same same mind. Um, okay, let's move on, guys, to category number three, known as Girl Solo <laughs> of the Year. <laughs> G Solo, aka G Solo. All right. It's your turn, Alamark. Lead us off. All right. So I initially had like a clean three names in this list uh, that I thought <laughs> would be great. I did end up at, <laughs> I did end up putting a fourth. And I think that fourth one, and I think I'm going to go with that fourth edition as my number one pick. So, whoa. Yeah, I know it's weird, but it just. But happened. you 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 pick three, and then you you remember the fourth one, and then you're like, actually, that's number one. Yeah, Is that what happened. Yeah, Got yeah. It. okay. Because initially, uh, my initial runner-ups were going to be CL, uh, wow. her return from like to with an album, all those singles that she put out were great. Uh, other one was Chungha, uh, loved her year, especially uh, Carencia, loved that album. I uh, just wish I got a bit more from her in the year. It was really just Carencia, then months and months and months, and then uh, just one song, <laughs> killing mm-hmm. me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think my initial number one pick would have ended up being Ayu because just the it's Ayu. She's always uh, like top of the charts, so popular both in Korea and internationally. Uh, she had a great album, uh, great singles that came off of that as well. Uh, but then I remembered, oh, this person exists. And they, I think just based off of her year, the songs that she put out, the, like the EP, um, and also some live performances that sort of helped give her some uh, some more attention. Uh, I see Steven smiling. I think, I think he has I, an I, idea. Maybe, okay. 
Yeah, so yeah, I'm going with BB as my uh, yeah. female soloist of the year. Great songs, great album. Uh, her performance at Head in the Clouds was iconic. So yeah, like she just, I couldn't escape BB all year. So she has to be my uh, my pick. Yeah. All right. Alamar coming up with all these like wild cards here. These last minute decisions, but it makes sense. Um, so I didn't, I, I had a hard time picking a third because I, I felt like there were a lot of people that could have fit my third. So I didn't pick one. Um, so I'll just tell you my runner up. Um, this, uh, I, I was thinking of songs that are just artists that I couldn't stop listening to. Artists that I'd always go back to whenever I wanted to, um, just because I wanted, um, I wanted to feel good. Um, that's usually what happens when I pick these favorites. It's just the songs that just make me feel really good inside. And so, um, I think I had two songs on repeat pretty much every week. Um, one of them was by Taeyeon. And um, whoop, uh, did I spell that right? Did, nope. Is there either? Yeah, there, there you go. go. You're good. There you go. Um, and I know it just kind of came out of nowhere, but weekend just kept being stuck in my head all year. And I just, it, whenever I needed to feel good, I would watch the music video. It was just, uh, I'm I'm really happy that uh, she still gets to put out all this amazing music. Um, I'm happy that she's part of GOT. Uh, I'm just, just she's just for me a great runner-up. But like what Alan Mark said, come on, I have to give it to IU. Mm. IU clearly she won it for the mamas, she, and she won it for me for the mm. hakias. So that's my pick. All right, Stephen, uh. is it BB? <laughs> is it? Is it? Lehigh? <laughs> is it IU? Okay. Okay. Let's so, see. so far, okay, I had a list of five that I was trying to decide between, and one person has not been mentioned yet. Uh, but outside of my top three, I actually had Chang Ah and IU, uh, both releasing like really good full length albums, but uh, they didn't quite make my, my top three. Uh, number three for me was Lehigh. Uh, for for her fantastic album uh, for only um, my my rankings like I they weren't really like based on I don't know it's hard to really pick like actually rank them um, but then because uh, it doesn't I feel like it doesn't even square with some of my other decisions for uh, the, the awards but I I have the high third. Second, I have BB. Um, just for everything she's done throughout the year, uh, I, I had one of her songs in the, the podluck, and then um, she she had her own uh, mini album. Plus, her feature on uh, Soyeon's uh, mini album was great too. But uh, my number one uh, soloist this year, uh, we covered her too. Uh, I picked Sunmi um, with oh. her uh, for for her releases uh, Tail, which gave us some iconic choreography and the uh, just fantastic song, What the Flower. Um, and then later on in the year with uh, one, one sixth gave us that. Uh, it changed. Whenever I hear that phrase, you can't sit with us. I, I cannot 
help but but uh sing the melody to to her song so i i chose her for for my soloist of the year oh love that pick <laughs> oh oh man yeah it's <laughs> a good solid like spread right here yeah. like we we really captured the whole landscape of soloist i feel like with with these picks all right let's move on guys to award number four known as best boy group of the year all right uh, my notes are all over the place so i'm gonna go there you go okay um this one was kind of hard there were a ton of great boy groups uh each with their amazing performances of their own um but I started to think of which groups I started to gravitate towards this year. Uh, not necessarily what I thought was the absolute best, um, but the ones that I enjoyed listening to this year. So to start out, um, let's see. To start out for third, um, again, just like Alan Mark, I really enjoyed getting to know CIX and uh, wanted to give them a special shout out in third place. Um, uh, I mean, we'll probably, I don't know if we'll talk about CIX extensively in this pod, but you can definitely check out our episode on CIX uh, where we pretty much gush over them. Um, but they are a great group who can dance really well and sing really well and love their concepts. Okay, next... Oh, next oh. is TXT. Yep. Um, let's see. What can we talk about? Uh, I mean, what do you think? What was the most viral song by them? Was it? Yeah, I mean, uh, was it Lust Zero. Song? Yeah, I, I'd say Lust Song anti, or uh, Anti Romantic. Oh, went all, so. around a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that became I, a TikTok trend. So. Oh. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, but One for day. me. For me, TXT, uh, I just love how much they just how how different their sound is. Um, they they really capture the energy and spirit of what a Gen Four group is nowadays, which is just this mashup of just all sorts of. I mean, you you have Love Song, which sounds um, completely different than all the other major hits singles that have come out it's just so, it's all so different and like refreshing and uh, i just th those kids are great um but clearly clearly for me i have grown more more of an affinity towards this group um releasing a great ep uh, a very loud one if you will and um and uh, what else? And then and then they released a Christmas song that I can't stop listening to. <laughs> so my pick for boy group of the year is of course nice. Stray Kids. Oh, Stray Kids. There you go. All right, Stephen, your turn. Uh, okay. So I guess I'll also mention the groups <laughs> that didn't make my top three. I I had Tomorrow by Together there. 
And then I also had uh, 17, but probably because I didn't listen to them enough. Um, but I did watch a bunch of the Going 17s. <laughs> There's always so fun. For going 17s. Yeah. yeah. Well, did, did they do that like obstacle course this year, the inflatable one? Was that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's, go, let's go 17. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Space up, let's go dream team. Yeah. I think oh, that was okay. this year. <laughs> okay. That, but I, yeah. Um, but number three for me is. Um, uh, only one of I like I'm a big fan of them so I was pretty happy with their year despite or uh, but I'm sad that uh, they did lose a member in love um, I yeah I'm excited that uh, they are following up instinct uh, with a, a new one coming out pretty soon um, but number two for me is CIX uh, I thought both of their like albums were really good. I thought their full length album was great too. And that, that came out pretty recently or no, a few months ago. Um, so big fan of them. Um, but I, I feel like I just had to give my number one spot. Uh, it feels a bit unfair to put them as number one <laughs> because there's so much, but it is uh, NCT. Um, just like. Just NCT? Yeah. I'm just putting okay, NCT okay. As, a, okay. as a whole, like, uh, yeah, I think they they did release a lot, but there was still a lot to like. Even though, like, there was both quality uh, and quantity. I mean, one two seven, they gave us uh, sticker and and focus. Focus is one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, but yeah, there's just so much they they released. I, I just couldn't help but uh, when when I was factoring in just like how good of a year did they have for themselves plus how much I enjoyed what they put out, I, I had to give it to them. I think they're the group we covered the most, right? Even outside of, like, I mean, with yeah, all the releases. Did do, yeah, we did Dream plus 127. Uh, and then, yeah. And, and then NCT. Oh. NCT oh, back no. in 2020. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Misfits. I, yeah, I forgot about Misfits. <laughs> Just on the back of their... <laughs> They heard my uh, complaint and uh-huh. they made sure not to release an- another Misfits song for 2021. Uh, so NTT, all of them. Okay, Alamark. Was this just, did this strain you? Was this a little bit easier? I think this is a bit easier. Um, I just switched around some of my honorable mentions in my uh, third place, though. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just outside of the top three, I'll just mention real quick. Uh, yeah, NTT. Big year because there's so many of them. That's a big reason yeah. why. Um, BTS, I feel like you got to mention them yeah. for having one of the biggest uh, song, like the biggest song of the year, essentially, or one of them at least. Um, and then this one, I switch back and forth, but I'm putting CIX just out of my top three. Uh, what? I know. <laughs> I, I loved everything they did. They're your most listened group this year. The song. The song is definitely the most listened. <laughs> So, oh, okay. I know, but it was really close. I, uh, yeah, I think I just like wanted more of the B side, like more from the B sides on their full length album. Though I love Bad Dream and and Wave, mm-hmm. great, incredible songs. Um, but in lieu of CIX, in third place, I ended up going with Shiny, even though they were really just the beginning of the year, but mm-hmm. they had such a strong start of the year, and I feel like they represent. Uh, the the resurgence of second gen groups the best out of everyone that this year as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought that was a big thing out of 2021. All these second gen boy groups coming back because 
oh, hey, their investments are done. So, um, yeah, wanted to um, give a huge shout out for them and their huge songs that came out this year. Um, second place for me is Stray Kids. Uh, big year for them as well. Winning Kingdom. Uh, having a great album, No Easy. And then coming out with the uh, Christmas stuff as well at the end of the year. I think they're nice, solid. Like They were just there throughout the whole year. But for my number one pick, it's probably out of bias as well, but I'm going with 17. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I love both oh. of those mini albums that they came out with this year. They're both great. Both title tracks I love. The B-sides, of course, were great too. And this is coming from uh, Asian Art Awards uh, producer of the year, Woozy, as well. So, um, yeah, I think they had a, such a strong year. Um, and out of all the boy groups, I think I, it might, yeah, it could be biased because they're my favorite boy group, but I enjoyed their stuff the most out of uh, everyone else that I listed. So, I feel so bad. I didn't give 17 as much time, as much of my attention yeah. as I should have this year I they came out with so many things I just don't know why I didn't uh, yeah well also I mean I turned my living partner into a a huge carrot like in the last (laughs) that makes sense so it's been around it so that is also another reason why (laughs) shout out to her taking a nap right Uh, now oh nice okay all right guys let's move on to Award number five. This one's a, this one's gonna be a fun one, I think. Um, it this award is best slash greatest moment or trend in K-pop this year. So, Stephen, why don't you start us off? Sure. Um, so I had a bunch of moments I listed, uh, but right outside of my top. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I went with uh, BTS's like the the recent sold out like four day run in mm-hmm. LA right I, I that that just seemed massive um, so I I thought that was really really cool um, I other yeah so yeah I didn't I yeah that was just a, a great uh, way to end their year where they didn't put out too much music but they still had like a, a huge year um but okay so third for for me one of my favorite moments was something i got to like experience the periphery of uh which is espa in new york <laughs> and <laughs> it inspired a, a great uh cookie and uh, a nice a little event where i decided to finally buy a mini album and photo book and have some physical merchandise, and and I just watched their their vlogs, uh, and they seem to have a, lo- a great time. And I always are you, like are you in the background? Like hmm? Oh <laughs> no, I'm not oh. in the oh, background, darn. unfortunately. Um, plus, their daily show appearance is great. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, in second place, unfortunately, this one comes at the expense of one of the uh, participants. It is the uh, ongoing. And I hope continuing uh, saga of Coco Mong and Luna. <laughs> <laughs> I can really uh, only describe the uh, the Yum Yum video as uh, Luna's. It's uh, the first sorrowful mystery, the agony of Kim Lip in the Garden. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> we no, no one really knows why this is happening. Everyone else is having their joyful mysteries, but um, it, it, then they had yummy, yummy <laughs> later on, like out of nowhere. Uh, and then they did have that have that live. Kim Lip was missing from that performance, um, but Coco Mong was there. I just think this is uh, such a funny thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out Kim Lip, of course. Um, but my, my favorite thing that happened, we mentioned them already, uh, is just that the the revival uh, of Brave Girls and their their rise to the top. So um, yeah, I think the, just seeing that play out over the year was great. Uh, and then having them release a new uh, release for us to, uh, to listen to. Um, and like everyone just doing the dance and, and yeah, I, I just love seeing that happen. Great picks. Great, great picks. Almark, um, let us know what you thought was the greatest moment slash trend of the year. All right. So, uh, just outside my top three, I just want to shout out, uh, how many did you, how many <laughs> picks did you guys pick? Jeez. We, yeah, we, I just wrote that a lot. It was a strict. A, there's a strict. Strict. Rule. How strict is this? Uh, <laughs> we, you know, ever since October 2020, we are not strict about any of this. <laughs> All right. So, just outside the top three, I just want to shout out uh, Jew Honey, showing that he is the biggest Mai <laughs> and singing yeah. to Next Level and uh, Savage. All that. So, just want to shout that out because mm-hmm. that that was really fun. Um. So, but uh, I guess third place, I guess there's, there's not really places in these. Yeah. It's just the first one I really want to mention is uh, second joint boy groups and their return in 2021. I mentioned that with Shiny a bit, but the point that I liked, that I loved the most was them absolutely trolling the idea of ending fairies after in, after music show uh, performances. It started off, I think Key was probably the, the main <laughs> one that did some of the best ones saying like, they're on strike from doing ending fairies, just doing the fake breathing, like as if like just exhausted. Um, Highlight did a great one where Dujun just ran off stage. Um, and 2PM also recreated Heartbeat, which was great. Um, there's a bunch of other ones, but those are the ones that stick out to me. What about, uh, did Shiny, was Shiny the one who did like the, who kept, they kept layering each other. They kept getting each, in the shot. Uh, I think that was 2 p.m. Think, that was the heartbeat. 2 p.m. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then… Alright, so the other one I want to mention before my top pick is… Of course, with Luna, Hustle's return with their comeback for… Uh, for And… Uh, orbits for the past… For like a year <sighs> and a half or so, I've been waiting. And then finally, I think it was either early in the year or towards the end of 2020, that one teaser… That just showed her face superimposed over um, like the the snow or something, and everyone freaked out. And then we finally got our uh, our sweet white dove's return. Uh, was such a great feeling. It felt great to be uh, an Orbe at that time, especially as someone that um, I biased the leader line. So hustles like it's like Kim Lip hustle Eve for me. Um, I, so that was. Really, really great moment there. Um, but picking the best moment of the year, uh, I'm, I am agreeing this time, going with Steven's pick as well. Yes. Brave Girls, Roland Revival. It just, you, can, you can't not. 
I think it's just such a great moment that extended out throughout the year. Um, you know, coming right as they were just like about to disband. And then all of a sudden, Roland comes back into the charts, gets a whole bunch of all kills. Like that, that revival pretty much saved their career. So um, yeah, for me, it has to be Brave Girls. All right. I got a ton of honorable mentions as well. Because uh-huh. uh, I had a hard time picking. No, I don't have <laughs> No, I only have three. Three picks. Okay. Um, number three for me um, was that this year was a big year for public transportation. I felt like we had seen a ton of trains in all these music videos. Um performances and everything so i just wanted to give a <laughs> shout out to train to cabooses cool <laughs> to train to train cars that's for you steven that was Thank for you, you. <laughs> that was a shout out for steven i i didn't put that in my uh, outliers um <laughs> number two was being a part of kpsm oh, oh yeah that- <laughs> Made my. Uh, long list. That's such a great pick. Oh yeah. Oh, um, oops. <laughs> that's one. Uh, oh, I just missed it. Uh, I, it was oh, six. Man, yeah, I put that. Oh, there it is. There it is. Uh, <laughs> it's in the next page. It's the next page. Control Z. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> um, I I <laughs> just wanted to give another shout out to KPSN. Um, everything that went on with that festival it was a great 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 thing for us to be a part of um i think we got some got a couple new fans i think from that show and not only that but alamark held it down for the group he won he won jeopardy that's a that's an honorable mention alongside the kpsn so um i think moment wise it's just it's nice for our group to be in the pantheon even if it's just minuscule just to be even thought of as part of the ether of K-pop podcasts. So that was pretty great. Um, and my pick, it's not Brave Girls. It's actually GOT7 um, um, not um, renewing. Uh, uh, just kidding, guys. Of course it's Brave Girls. <laughs> Brave Girls is the moment slash trend of the year for how you can eat how can you not pick brave girls what a great cinderella story an underdog comeback of the century maybe it's just so great i I could just only imagine just the elation that that they had uh, because um if you remember from our brave uh brave girls episode just alamar going through the history of brave girls it just felt like a lot just devastation after devastation after devastation. So to have this current for just feeling that sense of pride to have stuck it through and um, are now part of something great, it's just how could you not pick that as a great moment? So yeah, cool. We we got one at least. Yeah. We got one unanimous decision. Um, we did it. All right, all right. We could just stop there, guys. <laughs> all right, that was fun. Okay. Moving on to award number six. This one is best live performance of the year. Um, Alan Mark, you're up. All right. You're up first. 
Uh, I did have something that was outside of the top three, but I'm not going to mention it. So let's just go straight into the top three. So uh, two and three, I think, are pretty much tied for me. I couldn't decide which one I liked more. But there are two different Studio Choom performances um, that oh, yeah. I thought were my favorite. I, I love the… It showed the choreography really well. Um, the performances from both of these uh, artists were great. So um, it's sort of… Yeah, they're both second place. It's either Sunmi's Tail or Hoshi's Spider. I think both did a great <laughs> job uh, with the camera work of showing the performances, the choreography, highlighting those. Uh, Sunmi will like that chair portion with uh, Hyunsung from, uh, from, uh, who's in Singles Inferno. And then uh, the other dancers. So that was, uh, that was really cool. I thought they did a really good job with that. And then Hoshi, of course, with the different bars that were part of the choreography. I thought that was done nicely using the whole stage. Um, but if I, had to, uh, if I had to choose one, this is one where I thought the performance really elevated the song itself. And uh, like pushed it for me to actually like the song better because of this specific performance. So I'm going with Seventeen's Rock With You, the band version that they did that's on their YouTube page. And it's just, that song is meant to be done by a live band. It's so good. It's a great arrangement with all the different instrumentals in there. Um, Yeah, Woozy did a hell of a job writing that song. And yeah, I just think like, because I thought Rock With You was like, a fine single at first, but then once I heard that, I was like, "Oh, this is one of the greatest pop songs ever written." So, um, yeah, I I just thought it was great, and that's my pick for best performance. All right, okay. Um, my pick also involves uh, Sunmi's Tale or uh, Studio Tune. Uh, I don't think just go watch it, then you'll understand why we picked it. Um, I recently. Just saw a gif of um, that that scene where it's it's where the two guys like the one guy's like lower and then another guy's sitting on his knee and then Sunmi's sitting on his knee. Oh, is it the relay dance thigh. version? Is that is that what it is? Because usually forget. there's an actual chair, but if you're saying he was sitting on a guy's knee, mm-hmm. it might have been the relay dance version. Okay, so that specifically that version, um, that's a good gift to to watch. It's fun. <laughs> Anyway, um, that's that is not uh, that's number three for me. Number two, um, just like Stephen uh, has mentioned, uh, I think anytime only one of did libido guilty pleasure <laughs> yeah. version. Um, whether it's the music video, whether it's um, I forget what that showcase Mnet. <clears throat> nope. What is it? One of the With that the, one, like mint colored suits. Yes. Yeah. 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 Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is. I mean, come on. That that choreo just stuck with me all year. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I I I, I remember just fumbling with my words because I just I didn't <laughs> want to use words. I, I needed like body language to describe how this performance the song made me feel um but uh if we're gonna go with biases i gotta give it up um i i didn't pick it as a moment but i thought this was yet another monster year for uh k-pop um 
being more prevalent in the Western music scene. Um, I mean, you saw millions, like not millions, uh, but just uh, tons of appearances from all these late shows or concert. The, the um, You had, I mean, of course, BB is part of 88 Rising, but it's just mm-hmm. um, great to just see more. Um, I mean, what else? You had Jackson Wang in... Uh, Shang-Chi, uh, or at least a trailer. I, I think it, mm-hmm. his other song was... Anyway, um, so so with that, um, I have to go with my bias. I, I, I am a sucker for the song. It's also on repeat. Um, but just as a biased pick, uh, I'm picking Twice's performance of The Feels on uh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh. All right, Steven? Yeah, all of my picks are pretty, like, focused on vocals and singing. Um, But right outside of my top three is just quick shout out to Big Mama's Killing Voice, uh, which I think Mm. surprised a lot of people and, like, surprised me just with how, like, pretty, like, perfect uh, and, like, how strong they are each individually as singers and as a group. Um, but number three, uh, I also have Sunmi, but uh, for her One the K, uh, it's called a Booth Concert, where she performed both Tail and What the Flower, but it is with a live band. And I think seeing uh, a song like What the Flower that has such great instrumentation played live uh, was really amazing to see. And then plus Sunmi's vocals. Um, so that was third. Uh, a second for me was uh, someone else in my top soloist, uh, Lehigh's, like, showcase that um, for, for her album For Only, which was in that, like, mall, uh, also with live instrumentation. She uh, t- sounded great, typically, as, as she always does, and gave us that really awesome performance of Water Ride. Um, but my number one pick, I, I think I chose this because it's probably the one I feel like I would have wanted to experience the most. Um, and I had mentioned how much I, I, I liked uh, these singers, but this performance had three of the, or three of my like absolute favorite voices in K-pop, uh, Suyun of Akmu, Onyu, and Rosé. They appeared on a TV show. I didn't see any of it, but uh, they just sang a, a cover of uh, I, If I Ain't Got You, that uh, everything about it just was this magical performance. Um, it was it was in the evening. It almost seemed like an impromptu uh, like decision to sing that song. Rosé was looking at the lyrics on her phone. You could hear the waves kind of crashing in the back. It was like this nighttime seaside performance. The the audience all had blankets. Uh, they all looked like they're with a loved one. And th- that I haven't even just mentioned like how great they all sounded. Uh, it seems like each of the singers took turns admiring the other. Um, so it, it was a really lovely performance. That uh, it, it just felt so cozy and intimate that uh, I, I kept watching and I just really loved. I like I like those picks, Stephen. Those are those are very you picks, <laughs> and um, I'm just imagining you just <laughs> just enjoying, like, 
like a big smile on your face whenever you're uh, watching these yeah. things. Yeah. All right. Gosh, guys, we are we are now in award number seven. We have f- like fifteen total to get through, so we're doing good. <laughs> okay. We're yeah. doing good. We're making good time. Okay, we did the girls, the G solo of the year. Now it's time for the B solo. Um, oh, boy, soloists, B solo. Uh, who went first? Alan Mark did. So that means it's me. I go first. Okay. All right, guys. This one was tough. Um, I didn't really listen to too many soloists. Um, it was mainly groups this year. But I did listen to a couple. So hopefully, hopefully they are, they can suffice as great picks on my end. Um, but for my pick, um, I only picked two um, because, like I said, I didn't listen to too many uh, soloists. Actually, I can pick three. I, I can pick three. All right. Um, number three, coming in number three is, of course, Dio. Loved empathy. Loved, um, didn't necessarily need, or, I mean, his single was great, but I love the rest of the album. Um, it was great to just hear this uh, EXO singer just be able to shine on his own and he has such incredible vocals uh it's great um next is of course a uh somebody that we very much enjoy woods um i don't think there needs to be anything more said about him um and i will and then for my my pick i will also go with another exo member Oh, nice. With Becky on. I mean, <clears throat> I remember, I forget which episode that was, but Steven was like, I recognize Bambi out of anywhere because <laughs> oh, I've watched that music video okay. many a times. Yeah. I, d- I didn't necessarily watch game. the music video. Oh, that was your game? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that was your game. Uh, I, I didn't watch the music video, but I listened to the song multiple times. And I mean, what's not to love about Becky on? I mean, again, I'm just picking, I'm just, uh, imitating the mamas. So, of course, he won uh, Best Male Soloist uh, of the Year. So, of course, he has to be my Soloist of the Year. Um, yeah. Back you on. All right. Steven, what are your picks? Yeah, I, I have a pretty uh, similar list. So I'm, I'm glad I'm following you, Chuck. Um, but I'll just mention two outside of my top three. I, put, I had Dio <laughs> and Gaho. Both uh, really good years. Uh, uh, yeah, got a great like late album. Um, but okay, uh, third place is a guy like I I mentioned a lot, but I kind of spent some time actually listening to him this year and was really really happy uh, that I did. Uh, I'm giving my third place to Wanstein, um, oh. who <laughs> who okay. himself didn't like release a full like mini album or, or album, but he appeared on a lot of other people's uh, music and also released some singles. And I think he has such a unique voice and is like, he's a great singer and rapper. I feel like he is kind of filling in where uh, Zion T like 
had because uh, yeah, I guess INT hasn't been producing as much, but like, and they do have a song together. But I I feel like Wanstein is following the similar path um, where he wherever you see his name, you can expect that song to be good. And I I, I really uh, want him to to release some more music and have uh, another release next year or in the coming years um do, do you uh do you do you like him because with long hair he kind of looks like your brother <laughs> it, well <laughs> no, maybe it's uh just unintentionally but yeah maybe that's it yeah um but oh uh, yeah i think I, i'm just gonna spend <laughs> most of my time uh mentioning wanstein because uh my other two are actually just switched uh, but Ooh. it is. I put Becky on a second. I I love Bambi. I love the video. Uh, I love. I, I there's a no skip uh, mini album for me. Um, but I put Woods at the top. Um, I for these like soloist and group categories. I was trying to think of like how did their year kind of impact them and how did it oh, okay, okay. kind of I, in a like there's there's no like set. I don't know criteria. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought he had a really, really strong uh, year. I loved set and um, well, only lovers left too. Um, and then there were some more uh, additions to that great partnership I mentioned between him and, and Nathan. So uh, yeah, I, I, big fan of Woods. All right, Almark. Did I break the trend? Or are we safe? Do we have a good spread of picks? Well, let's find out. Let's find <laughs> oh, out. Boy. Right. oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, honorable um, mentions. Yeah, honorable. <laughs> I don't have anything outside. I have a top three, actually, this time, too. Oh, ooh, okay. So, ooh. Um, yeah, again, second and third. It's more of a tie. So, it's two second places right there. Uh, I feel like one of these could have been my number one choice if they just had more throughout the year, but it couldn't be helped. So, uh, I guess. I've mentioned Baekhyun is one of them as well. Loved his loved the Bambi mini album, but again, because of enlistment, he didn't release anything else. But it's such a great album. Some of the best vocal performances of the year. Cry for Love is I, I can't stop listening to that with all the different runs he does and the range that he goes on. So that's one. The other runner-up is Taemin uh, with mm-hmm. his uh, with advice. Another great album, just showing that why he's probably one of the most influential male soloists. Uh, and you see that a lot with a lot of what boy groups and male soloists are doing now. Like I mentioned Hoshi's Spider earlier. Like Hoshi's a big shawl. So uh, you see a lot of that team and influence in Spider as well. Um, but yeah, so when it came to actually choosing number one then, oh, of course, Taemin didn't release anything else also because of his investment <laughs> too. So um that's why the number one pick chose someone that multiple releases I feel like had another like impactful year throughout the year as well. So yeah, Chuck, you're gonna be the one that's out of order out this time. No! <laughs> I'm choosing no! I went with Woods as my male solace of the year. Um set Can I switch <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I'm going to switch. Right, okay. Do it. All right. No rules. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, no rules. It. TXT, I'm, no I'm rules. <laughs> Woods uh, again. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, set was great. We talked about that. We love. We know how much we love that. But Only Lovers Left is an incredible mini album as well. 
um, having some like Kiss of Fire and the Ch- and Chaser. I cannot stop listening to right now. It's just so good. And yeah, I think what Steven mentioned, impact for his career as well for this year, I think. This was like a, um, like a big year for Woods just for himself. So yeah, I'm going with the Woods. Nice. I'm sorry, mamas. I have to I have to follow my boys. <laughs> <laughs> we all went to Bacon fluid. in our top three also, yeah. which is nice. It's uh my picks are very fluid, so it changes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, we got one more category to go before we head off to break. Um so let's get through it and uh give y'all ears a little uh, rest. All right. Final category is best concept of the year. And Steven, why don't you while I'm deleting the stuff start us off? Sure. Uh, I well, I have three that I'll mention. Nothing, no, uh, nothing outside. But uh, in third, um, I really like this idea. Uh, it was basically like a, a lead up to their release. But I was a big fan of Red Velvet's Queen's Mystic General Store concept. Like looking back through their so good. Uh, like discography and and their career since their debut. So I, that was that was a great uh, way to. Get, uh, lead into Queendom. Um, uh, in second place for me, I will just uh, do a reprise of something I, I said a lot this year, which was Kiki. <laughs> uh, I have to give a, a shout out to Pink Fantasy's Tales of the Unusual. A, a perfectly executed uh vision of like the the first one that came out was the zombie version and like the the choreography is great their their like expressions the uh the the styling everything worked perfectly for them um i really <laughs> i really want a uh number uh, a number one i want them to win the music show this year uh just yeah would love to see that happen um but my my favorite concept of the year is from a, a subunit. Uh, it can just be summarized in a short, a short uh, I guess sentence uh, or description. Uh, it's just uh, women in suits, and it's uh, WJSN the Blacks easy. It, it, uh, everything about it is it's just cool. Like um, the the idea, the story of that video, and then. They've also did, done like performances outside of it. Everything is just super slick and cool. The song's super funky. Everything works together. And I, I really want them to release something so we can talk about them <laughs> this year. Yeah. Great. Great picks. Yet again. Um, I should have picked better concepts. Oh my God. No, you're good. These are, so, these are very specific. Okay. Um, I'm... Almark, you go next, and I'm happy I'm going last, I guess. All right. <laughs> so I only had two picks here, like two Me things too. listed. Okay. But then Steven brought up something. I'm like, I'm going to add that <laughs> as my number three. No. So I'm going to add Red Velvet's Queen Mystic Store as my number three. Because that was, <laughs> I was geeking out so much at that time because Red Velvet is one of my favorite groups. And going through the discography that way was was such a treat. I loved it so much. And the individual teaser videos for each member too was so fun going through the discography. Uh, 
especially with Solgi's My Old Bias having so good in there, which is one of my favorite Red Velvet songs ever, was great. Uh, uh, I, I want to mention, I remember that this today <laughs> and then added it to my great. Three Thank concepts. you for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then, so number two, uh, I am going with just the concept for Sinmi's Tale. I thought that was great going with that uh, like femme fatale, Catwoman vibes. On the, uh, We don't see, I feel like we are getting a lot fewer like sexy concepts from women in K-pop now, like at least less than before. I feel like Gen 2 to Gen 3, there's a lot of that. We're not seeing that so much anymore. But I mean, bring, leave it to someone like Sunmi that can really harness that really well. Um, yeah, so there's that. But if I had to go, my number one pick, I think this one was based off of not knowing much before. And then just having the whole thing just, I, this is going to right, strike me just like someone's hand coming up from between their legs onto the <laughs> I am going yeah. with only one of instinct, uh, especially with the lead single libido. Wow. I thought it was like, it was really striking. And it did bring up conversation about like queer baiting mm-hmm. in K-pop and stuff like that. But from the music video being so like artfully done to the wardrobes that they had for them. Uh, the choreography was great. Um, just visually, I think it was like, we've seen sexy concepts from men as well, from boy groups from boys, but this one felt different. And maybe because it was a little bit of the, the queer baitiness to it too. Not to say that that's necessarily like a good thing, but um, I think we discussed that in our episode for Instinct Part 1. But yeah, I thought just I thought it was great. Just the execution of it all and how they performed it. So yeah, I'm going with only one of for mine. Cool. All right. Okay. And really quickly for me, um, just because I would just want to mention it uh, because I want to pick all your guys' picks. I should have picked Red Velvet's Queen's Mystic Star. What am I thinking of i'll add it as my uh honorable mention all right um but uh coming in at number two uh actually uh yeah no i'll do two okay uh i'll do three i i i didn't really talk about it with you guys that much but i actually really enjoyed everglow this year um and i really uh what's the name of that song uh first or first? first For uh, first, yes. Oh no, pirate! I, I, the whole thing, the whole like space warrior pirate like concept of Everglow. It was just so fun to see, um, them have so much fun with those costumes and just the how all the music videos kind of, um, played into that whole concept. Um, it was just so weird to see. I'm used to seeing, um, very stylish like, out like elegant outfits and everything but just to see all this armor and everything like that it was it was pretty cool um uh and then uh to, i don't really care. no i don't need to mention it no i know i'll mention it uh I'll, i'll just talk about twice's uh alcohol free oh, yeah. yeah uh <clears throat> summer concept um it was just It just felt right at the time I remember and it was just so and every single song in that album was was great another no skip and it was just um the music video for alcohol free and we got to add um 
we got to make fun of JYP in the same in the process. So <laughs> it's always fun to to make fun of that tag. Um, and I think for me, concept of the year, no surprise it being a pick. Um, I think it's just the culmination of everything that was building up for the past year. We finally got to experience the full picture of Espa and whatever mm. they were trying to um, portray since uh, a year ago or since last or October 2020. I think that no no when did they when did that when did Black Mamba come out? Yeah, October 2020. 2020. Yeah. Okay. Wow. October Jeez. November. It might have been November. I because it was November because it was uh yeah. it's like episode. Five or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't cover it. I remember, we didn't cover it in October. I remember. Anyway, just the culmination of everything, and especially the Savage music video. Just um, being, just that moment, the anime moment with the the novices. Uh, was it, it? It wasn't all of them, right? Oh. It, it was like who was there? I forget. I got to rewatch yeah. the music video. But just the, just the. I, I forever will love the. Um, what do, what do they call that concept? Uh, the <laughs> computer, the digitus. I oh, forget what the official name for it is. I well, is that what you mean? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Something. Whatever the official name for that concept is, I I continue to be oh, fascinated no. by it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's my pick. Espa's uh, Espa's everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we did it. We went through eight categories i think it's time for a quick break wouldn't you say um so we'll uh we'll gather our thoughts again uh redo our notes maybe change up some picks based on uh previous picks uh but we will be right back so stick around and we'll see you on the b side of this award show Welcome back to the B-side of our annual How You Can Eat Awards show, a.k.a. the Golden Tongs. Uh, We ran through eight categories before the break, so we're going to finish off with seven more, and including a very special uh, segment that Stephen will be uh, leading for us. So uh, without further ado, let's get on to category number nine. Girl group of the year. Um, we left off with Steven starting first. So, Alan Mark, it's your turn. All right. It's my turn? All right. Uh, yeah, so this one, there's a lot to choose from. I think that girl groups are absolutely killing it this year. Um, just some shout-outs that are not in my top three. Uh, weekly, Everglow. Mm-hmm. WJSN, including uh, The Black, and twice, twice did not make my top three this year. Um, wow. Be- that's because I feel like the top three, there's like 
at least me personally, I feel like there's a very obvious top three um, mm-hmm. based off the just impact music, what what happened this year. So um, again, uh, two and three are tied essentially. So it's two at number two. Ah, which one to bring up first? First, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna mention Espa as one of my first runner-ups, uh, just because Next Level was everywhere, and then Savage was everywhere, and the Savage EP is incredible as well. And then the other runner-up is Stacy. Again, ASAP was everywhere. Stereotype was everywhere. Both of the um, this, the ASAP single album, I forgot what it was called, uh, Statum State. was really good. The Stereotype mini album, also really good. Uh, but if going with my heart, I went with the Brave Girls as the girl group of the year. Wow. Based off of just, yeah, we talked about the revival thanks to yeah. Roland. Uh, they came back with uh, the first AP in a while with. Uh, Summer Queens and Chimat Badam, I thought was great. Um, you know, bringing back summer anthems to to K-pop after uh, Sistar left a while back, um, and yeah, and then also really loved After We Ride too. I thought that was a great. I wish there was more tracks to that uh, EP, like new tracks, but I thought um, as a single, it it stood so well on its own too. So yeah, just I, it, it's hard to. Like you can't really quantify their impact, but you could see as like like on JJ's show, she was talking about like what other old like second gen or older gen group songs should we bring back and stuff like that. Like I feel like their revival really brought back a lot of that uh, reminiscing on you know second gen, older third gen music in K-pop. So uh, yeah, that's why it's all thanks to Brave Girls. So I'm gonna I'm choosing them as a my girl group of the year. Wow. Okay, well, my turn, I guess. My third pick, I don't have any uh, honorable mentions, but I will give you my my two, my second and third pick. My third pick also being Espa. Um, with, for, because of all the things that Al and Mark mentioned um, and just their general virality, I guess, as well. Just uh, not only were they everywhere... Uh, you know, in New York, award shows, uh, variety shows, but they were just everywhere in the internet. Just, you couldn't escape Espa. Um, and my number two pick is also Stacy. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, I did not pick Brave Girls, by the way. That's first. Um, Stacy, for, again, for all the things Alan Mark mentioned, and they were just such earworms in my head. I just had whatever girl crush concepts they were doing, I was just falling in love with. And then they were just so fun to listen to last year. And uh, um, for my number one pick, I still think they had yet again a monster year. Of course, I'm going to go with twice. Mm. Um, They're just continuing their dominance uh, worldwide. They released multiple English tracks so that I can understand what they're talking about. Um, I just, I thought they're untouchable and uh, they're my pick. All right, Steven, let's see if you, uh, you, you vary. 
Um, I yeah, I've no new groups to mention for my picks. Um, right <laughs> outside my top three, I just will only mention Weekly, just because uh, I, I think they had a great year, but uh, they they did not make a top three. Um, in third, hmm, well, actually, this is a interesting list. But third, I put Twice uh, <laughs> there. I, I loved. I really enjoyed both of their releases. Um, I, th- I think maybe their singles like were kind of interesting choices for singles, um, but they're still like had a lot of great songs that they put out last year, and yeah. I'm super excited that uh, hopefully the tour continues. Uh, that I will actually get to see them. Oh, so jealous um, next month. Uh, second place. <laughs> Uh, there must be. There should be an award for this. Uh, but I also had Stacy. Um, you know, I again love Statum um, and Stereotype. The 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 choreo for uh, ASAP. I think everyone was doing that too. Um, but yeah, for my number one. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah, we had the exact uh, inverse <laughs> list. I had to put Espa at the top this year. Oh, I think for me, they, I mean, when I first uh, encountered them, I, I kind of like wrote them off. But then, oh yeah. no, Stephen, you're in the same camp as as I. We we love them since Black Mambo. We got to be no, I'm not this. gonna no. I need to <laughs> be honest here. Be oh, shout out Luna, but. Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't really, I wasn't into the concept uh, that much. But then, like, I I am all I, I I'm all about Kwangya now. <laughs> uh, I think it's amazing that they were able that, that their singles, uh, uh, Savage and Next Level, both had so much lore in them, and like mm-hmm. that. Not only were they these great like hard hitting songs, but they advanced their concept. Um, and and they just had a massive year. Uh, Yappy Yappy and um, Lucid Dream were two uh, great songs uh, too. So uh, yeah, I think Espa had a monumental year, and it's only like I think hopefully will only continue to rise. Uh well, I'm I'm happy we all pick different people, but uh, clearly, um, clearly Stacy no. <laughs> Stacy and Espa are our girl groups of the year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay. All right, guys. Let's move on to category number 10. And this is a new one, actually, uh, suggested by Alan Mark. And I'm really happy he put this in because, you know, not only do you get to see the, the face of the music um, um, and hear amazing songs, but there's also amazing people behind the the music uh did not mean to do a vh1 <laughs> reference there um and so it's great to give any shout outs that we can because there's a ton of great producers and songwriters out there and so this category is dedicated to them uh this is the producer or producers slash songwriter or songwriters of the year so um alan mark went first Am I first? I guess I'm first. Yeah, I'm first. Okay. So, you you guys know me. I'm not as well-versed in the songwriting and producing aspect of K-pop. You guys know a ton more. But I did my research, picked my favorite songs, and found out who were behind them. 
They're some of my favorite songs. So I actually have three I can give. Can you believe that? So number three. This is going to excite Alamark very much. But it's Bumzu. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, clearly he is the best outside of members of the group. The best collaborator or co- collaborative member of Seventeen, and um, I mean, he pr- basically produced a, he produced like what eight songs for them or something like that this year. I don't know what that what is, but that he is my number three pick. Number two is Kenzie, and I specifically calling out "Don't Call Me" and "I'll Make You Cry" as the songs that. Ooh. Made me, reminded me of how great Kenzie is as a songwriter and producer. Um, but she she was just kept killing it this year. Um, I mean, we, I, I I don't know if it's Alan Mark's TikTok that made me love "Don't Call Me" the most, but um, maybe it's the song also. But it was just so catchy, and um, that's my pick. But of course. What would um, a K-pop song be without Ryan Chun? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I have to give him um, my... Oh, wrong section. But I have to give him my producer of the year. He he did Chinese I Really Want You. He did I Celebrity. He did After School. He did Paint the Town. He did Bugaboo. He got all the samples from Splice. <laughs> Great producer. Um, all around. So he is my pick for producer of, well, producer of the year. So, all right, Steven, what are your picks? Yeah. Uh, this was kind of, um, kind of hard category to rank also, uh, for me. Um, and I also feel like I got a little bit of an advantage that I, I get to read or when I, when I do my specials, I like read through, (laughs) I, I get to know, uh, kind of who's involved and I, have some familiarity with uh, a lot of the names. Um, so, uh, but I think, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just mention the outside of my top where Cassiopeia and uh, Lees and Olander, who did a lot of work for uh, Dreamcatcher in 80s this year. Uh, Cassiopeia also worked on Unread Velvet. Um, but uh, for th- third place for me, uh, it's, a uh, songwriter who also is a, a solo performer. Uh, it's it's uh, Junie. Um, he he actually released some really good songs this year, but he also uh, contributed to some NCT songs, uh, Baekhyun and IU songs as well, um, as well as the kind of independent artist Yuha, who herself had a pretty good year uh, working with um, Ryan Jun and uh, among others. Um, but but actually, second place for me, I put uh, Ryan Esjun um, for the same reasons you mentioned. All of these songs, um, he, he was on like a- everything. Um, but uh, as I was thinking about how this category worked, I was also thinking back to like my time in in and like in, in grad school and like authorship on academic papers and like who where how do you get credit and like what. Are your contributions? I I don't really know, but he made <laughs> contributions. Uh, like I yeah, it's hard to like say how much these people did, but um, 
he still, I think, had uh, was important for any of the songs he was on. Uh, but my number one, uh, I think, just reflects my girl group of the year. <laughs> um, I, I have to give my number one pick to uh, Yu Young Jin from um, SM, who who wrote uh, Next Level, Savage, uh, Sticker, also was on Don't Call Me, but also uh, uh, wrote. Uh, like water, Wendy's like water, and and NCT's dreams, um, hot sauce, among uh, a bunch of others. So I, I think just these these are all like singles, but uh, I think they were just uh, massive for for uh, Yu Young Jin, and uh, just felt like this pick was kind of uh, more of like an accolade and uh, just a congratulations for having this monster year. Great. Cool. All right, uh, Mark, what are your picks? All right. Uh, oh, man. I really wanted to give my third place to Woozy, but I'm not. So my third <laughs> place is actually going to go to Minjishan. Uh, I remember <sighs> I mentioned her a bunch of times. Uh, we mentioned her a bunch of times just on our mm. podcast. She worked on a lot of different stuff this year. From She was on Chinese Don't Call Me album. I'm not, I don't, there was a lot of B-sides mostly, but don't call me. She uh, showed up in Queendom, in Like Water, in Joy's Hello, um, in Ailey's album, in uh, Twice as Perfect World. Like There's B-sides and her name's on there. Um, she also solely wrote and produced uh, Billy's Snowy Night as well. Uh-huh. So I thought that was great. So that's third place. Second place... Um, I'll same note as Steven as well and, and you, Chuck, with your first pick. I'm going Brian Jun as my number two. Uh, just for the sheer amount of credits that he has this year. There are a lot. Um, and that spans across different uh, agencies, different groups, different soloists. Uh, you both mentioned a lot. He also was on IU's album. He also had his, like... Uh, the what is it the maxi stuff oh, yeah. like uh, yeah. songs which I thought both were great especially uh, maniac with NCTU and then of course uh, no new friends with Luna um, so but if I had to going with number one I wanted to go more with sounded impact as well it's sort of similar to your what would how you uh, described yours Stephen but I'm going in a different direction so when it comes to like K-pop sound. I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like the music that this producer and essentially this group put out this year reflects what I consider really good K-pop, especially when it comes to girl groups. So for my producer of the year, I'm choosing Black Eyed Pilsung, thanks to all the work they did for Stacey this year. Uh, yeah, it's sort of, I feel like it was back to a refreshing part of, reminds me of second gen, third gen, early third gen K-pop with what they're doing with Stacy. Um, I mean, going back to even So Bad, that's um, sort of the modern sound now. And then mixing that with those older sounds with ASAP and uh, Stereotype, but still having it feel super fresh. Um, I thought Black Eyed Pilsung uh, gets my nod for this one. Great pick. I love that pick. I love all our picks. So, Aaron. This is a great category. Thanks for uh, suggesting it. You're welcome. We talk a lot about the songs and the music. We talk a lot about mm. the performers. So it's really like, it's nice that at least us as a podcast or an avenue can talk about the the back end of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, next year, we got to add best choreographer of the year. Oh, we're going to talk about that a bit in my pick with my picks. <laughs> oh, great. All right. Uh, and, and what a great segue into our next category. Best choreography of the year. So this is not necessarily the choreographer, but, you know, best dance, best performance of a dance. I don't know. Just best dancing of the year. So we, we, um, we want to give a big shout out to that again. All right. Um, who the heck was first? Um, I went first. So, Steven, you're first. Okay. Uh, so, for me, my one quick shout out will be for to uh, Wikimiki for the song Who Am I? A B-side off of um, their, their mini album from this year. Uh, I, I do always enjoy like voguing influenced choreography and, and this one was a nice example of that. Um, but uh, my top three pretty much were all like first half of the year releases. Uh, mm-hmm. Number three, I have Stacy's ASAP. Oh. Just for that, like, great, um, that, that, that punching move. And then just being really kind of simple and uh, it just really fun and, and like, bright and enjoyable to watch. Um, so, uh, yeah, and my number two, uh, I gave to only one of for Libido or Libido. Um, just, again, for everything that we've already mentioned. Um, but... A special shout out to that that uh, move on on their knees, where they're like inching their hand up their, oh, their, their yeah. chest. Yeah, and the, and the and the little like pelvic thrust. Yeah, that they do yeah, on the it, ground. yeah, and and kind of a cool use of props as well. I, I like that, or like uh, whatever the fabrics and in, in their their costumes. So that was cool. Um, but I have to give my number one. I think I awarded it. To the same artist last year, but I, I'm giving my number one to uh, Taemin and Advice. Um, it just, I think it it's it hits a lot of like, I, I know it's like very fluid, but it has these sharp movements and it, it, there's some intricate like hand like choreography. There are cool formations with other dancers, so uh, I, I love the studio tune. I think it's a studio tune where they they perform it. Um, but yeah, and it couldn't really have been done better by anyone but but Taman. So I am going with advice. Oh, it like brings back memories of watching these music videos when, when you bring him, especially uh, Libido. I just uh, I I have it ingrained in my head. Uh, Alan yeah. Mark, not the crotch grab, but Alan Mark just going. Leave it down. <laughs> <laughs> I need to less singing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's forever stuck in my head. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of Alvark, um, I'm excited because um, you did not respond to a tweet about what were your favorite <laughs> choreos this year, and yeah. you wanted to save it for this specific pod. So here it is: the moment we've all been waiting for. What are your best choreographer or sorry choreo what's the best choreo this of 2021 all right i found a way to fit in a whole bunch of picks into my top three so do it all right (laughs) third place uh i'm just referring to this as the shiny boys so um this is lumping in both taman's advice and key's bad love into one pick uh like you already mentioned advice which is great 
I also really loved Key's Bad Love. It's probably not as uh, hard as advice, but I think I just enjoy watching it more just because it tells the story really, real in a really cool way. Um, so yeah, that one going to both <laughs> the two dudes from Shiny. Number two. So this is <laughs> I'm gonna call this the Men of the Future pick because Men of the Future is the <laughs> dance. Uh, because dance studio or dance group that choreographed a bunch of songs, including three that are in my top five uh, favorite choreography <laughs> of the year. So um, highlighting like three of those top five are Pixies Bewitched, uh, Stray Kids oh. is Thunderous, and Pink Fantasies. Gigi, Gui Gui, which all are incredible oh, choreography. Wow. So yeah, that. Uh, Specifically, Heiri Park and Boom Kim worked on uh, a lot of these. Um, also, 17's Rock With You, Twice as The Feels, and Itzy Swipe, which I also really enjoyed. Like, they did a lot of really cool stuff this year. So, yeah, I'm, that one's good. Second pick is just going to Men of the Future. All right, but my number one pick, <laughs> I think, like, as long as they keep doing what they do, they may just constantly be my pick for favorite choreography each year. I don't remember what I chose last year. But otherwise, I'm going with uh, 17's Ready to Love. <laughs> it is so good. I cannot stop watching like the dance practice and all of the performances of it. It's great. Like it's uh based on 17's other like choreographies, it's definitely not the most difficult. It's not like a hit level or anything like that, but it's it's so good at being a more of a lyrical piece. It blends just musicality with, um, with like storytelling and like some complex versions there and really good formations too. There's a section in the second chorus where there's different choreography going in the middle versus what's going in the outside interior circling them, which is really cool. Uh, the bridge has my favorite moment when, the, when DK is doing his solo. All the members form like do a pull off into two different lines, and they do this really graceful lyrical like drop. Uh, what are the last people in the back? It's like Hoshi and I forget who the other ones. Either Mingyu or Wanu. They just like do this really like slower. Oh, it oh it's so good. And then in the music video, the last chorus is in the rain, and it's so much energy. And Hoshi is dancing for his freaking life. It's so good. Uh, and then shout out, of course, uh, the choreographies for that. Choreographers for that one. Um, first, the performance team helps out, but this is choreographed by uh, Team Sam's uh, Che Young Jun, as well as Keone Madrid helped out with Whoa. this choreography. So, no way. It is so good. I know, like, okay, that wins. The performance team also, uh, like, Hoshi loves Keone's work too. So, it's nice that they got to work together in this one because uh, it's just beautiful and it's one of my favorite choreographies that in general in K-pop that I've not just this year it's one of my favorites to watch so yeah okay oh I should have went second that was very uh, passionate <laughs> and uh, I should have ex expected that <laughs> that that type of uh, remark from you okay um mine are very Easy picks, uh, nothing too crazy, nothing too, nothing that I am like you know deeply fond of. They were just uh, very iconic um, music videos, at least to me, or just you know dance routines. So 
my number one pick, or sorry, my third pick is I'm bringing back Taeyeon's uh, Weekend again because oh. for me, um, just watching the music video, just seeing the just very like elegant formations that they would like she was uh, forming with her like uh, dan- backup dancers and just the um, I-, I think it was like the swing of the arms that really got me. The what else? It's just just the just the flowiness of it all. It was just so it just felt so iconic. It it blended really well to the song itself, and um, I really enjoyed that. And um, let's see, we mentioned this back at the beginning of the year, um, and I'm still sticking with it. Um, with second place being. Chungha's uh, bicycle, oh. because um, mm. how could we forget the the from from <laughs> like part, um, and just just the the general badassery of the whole routine, and just um, I don't know it 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 was again simple yet very impactful, and just I don't know if it's just the cinematography of the music video, but it just felt. There was just this attitude and this grime to it, and it was just—it was great. And that will n- gently, nicely lead into my number one pick. And of course, it's Taman's advice. Oh, nice. um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's okay. No, no, that's fine. At least Taman is on the board for you. All right, that's true. Um, and what what an incredible piece of choreo. I don't even know where to begin when describing it to people. I can't even I don't even want to describe it. I just want to show the music video. The fact that he's got the the Kanye West like chain mask going on just to start off and um him playing the piano. Like piano playing piano is part of the choreo and it just looks so it looks like uh it looks like Mozart or Beethoven just playing away at the keys and just what a it just starts off that way and um some of the the motions that he does um he does uh, it takes a not a trained eye but it takes somebody who's watched a lot of dancing music videos to know when um the people behind the choreo like really uh capture a lot of the like a lot of styles that are really popular or like you know the the movements that are known to be very impactful and um I can't specifically say which ones right now but it's a lot of um a lot of the formations where when he's wearing the the black pants and um oh, what else is he wearing oh shoot the, the one with the blue backdrop um just all all those any 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 sequence from that uh setting is just all you need to see when it comes to oh come on well of course when he's wearing the alan mark top as well <laughs> with the hat the crop the... top i don't think i can put that to my <laughs> 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 just just the general like the, steven said it best i guess the, with the hard hits and everything it just it just left such a imprint in my mind and it was a no-brainer for me when somebody's like what's the best choreo of k-pop last year i was just like oh advice easily so that's my pick as well and we were so close yet so far <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> oh it's all good well um on 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 that somber note 
Um, we will now, um, just like every award, we want to pay respects to those that we have um, that are no longer with us, um, especially the ones that have been in the game for so long and we will no longer hear from them. Maybe. Who knows? So I'm going to throw it to Steven and he is going to He's going to share with us uh, the segment we like to call Gone, Not Around Any Longer. So, Stephen, take it away. Uh, not my, my favorite segment, but it is good to just recognize all of the groups that unfortunately had to disband. It's been a, it's been a tough uh, past couple of years in an already very difficult industry. Um, and we did see quite a few disbandments this year. Um, on my list, I have 29 groups that disbanded. Um, and I'm going to actually try to get through uh, all of them. <laughs> but um, oh, I, I uh, will read off the group name and will also read their uh, the year they debuted. And this order, I think, I hopefully got it right. And I'm sorry if I missed any groups, um, but I think the order will be in uh, from like January to December, so in chronological order last year. But uh, okay, let me know how this audio sounds. Let me just. Is that? Louder? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll restart it. I'll restart. Okay. And uh, yeah, so this is gone, not around any longer. Prism 2018. We in the Zone 2019. ENOI 2019. Sonamu 2014. Label Up 2019. Prisma 2020. Jigu 2017. 7 O'Clock 2017. One Team 2019. NTB 2016, Hotshot 2014, Off the Cuff 2020, Black Six 2017, Eyes One 2018, Be of You 2019, Very Good 2014, G Friend 2015. Six Bomb 2012, Dustin 2020, Holix or Holix uh, 2016, uh, Som 2020, Floor Us 2018, MyST 2018, Solia, uh, they debuted August 17 of last year, they disbanded August 22nd. Um, API, formerly known as Holiday, uh, 2019, Platinum 78, 2019, 100%, 2012, Voicefer, 2016, and lastly, Checkmate, 2020. Um, I will also read the names, actually, of a couple of the members who left their groups last year as well. Uh, I probably am not catching everyone here too, but from CLC, Soren and Elki, 
from Only One of Love, uh, from Signature, Yea and Sun, um, from Idol, Sujin, and then from Day6, J. So uh, some of them are maybe, I don't know, one is active, I think. But um, yeah, these are all the groups, members that are no longer active, sadly. Wow. Wow. Shout out Brave Brothers for that for that arrangement for that song. <laughs> the saxophone. Oh man. Okay. Well, you may be gone not along not around any longer, but you'll always be in our hearts and in our memories. All right. Now for the big guns. The piece de la resistance. The granddaddy of the categories the 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 best actors the best director best pictures worthy awards we are now down to our final four categories and these are the big hitters so um well yeah let's let's just get right to it okay with and with our 12th category we have music video of the year. There were a ton of great ones. We covered a lot of them on our show. It's very hard to pick this one. So let's see if we we can uh, unite in some way with our picks. Okay. Um, Mark was... Uh, so he is now first. Okay. Alamark, you get the pleasure of uh, starting this block of mega categories. Oh no, this is out of the four remaining ones. Three of them I don't have a pick yet, so this <laughs> one I'm choosing on the fly. But oh my I God. have a bunch of picks, but I sort of organize them by uh, ones that are more story focused, ones that are more like choreography focused, then some that are like a nice mixture of both. So I'll try to mention one of each, and then try to figure out my, my winner from there. <laughs> um, uh, so, one from the storytelling side, I I just thought it was really cool. Um, the set design reminded me of, like, Magritte paintings, and I really love Magritte, so um, I thought that was really cool. It also, oh no, I did not write his name down. Hold on one second. But it is the uh, music video by... Um, by Highs for the song Happen. Uh, really, like, it's just a nice, like, cute music video. It stars uh, my dude from Vincenzo. Um, oh, man. What's his, what's his name? <laughs> uh, song... Oh, man. These articles are not putting the whole name. Song Jung-ki. Um, so, Yeah. Uh, stars him in the music video alongside with highs. Uh, just really cool. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to say. It's really like good, uh, really fun to watch. Um, the next one is on the performance side, and this is one that actually like really convinced me to listen to this group a lot more. Um, the whole music video is basically the performance, and the performance is dope. Uh, so. For that one, I'm going with Everglow's first. That um, uh, highlights the choreography really well. Um, they do some extra effects and make it look like they're superheroes and stuff. And uh, I love that song. 
And it's, yeah, I would say that's what got me into Everglow finally after how, how many title tracks at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And then lastly, oh, I'm stuck between two. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk about Snowy Night, but I don't think I'm going to choose that as my top pick. Snowy Night's great just because of the, uh, it references so many different movies. It starts off like, the frame rate's sort of weird. So it, it evokes like those stop animation Christmas movies, like the Rudolph the Riddles Ranger, stuff like that. And then references like The Matrix. It references um, maybe uh, Inception, maybe Citizen Kane. For sure, Le Voyage dans the Lune. Like it does all these movie references, which is cool. So I guess that one's my second place because I talked about it so much. But um, first place, I have to give it to this one because it's just cool. I think uh, this one is more on... Where Snowy Night's more of like the mix of in-between. This one's more on the storytelling side. So I'm going with Epic High's Rosario. I just think wow. it impacted so well from the beginning that every time I look back, it was like, no, this is a dope music video. Going with the vertical style. Um, it highlights each individual yep. really in really cool ways too. And tells the story uh, in like... It's sort of a surprising way too, but like using two cuts as like the main. You got person. the sound mark. So, yeah. Sorry, what? No, no, no. You you were like kind of cutting in and out. Oh, my bad. Steven and I. Oh, okay. Uh, my but no, no, we got we got it though. We Great. Got it though. But yeah, so I'm going with Rosario as my um as my man. Pick. I'm so I'm so sad you weren't a part of um Steak's first episode. Well, it's a good <laughs> yeah. thing that y'all got your first episode though. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I guess it's me. Yeah, I'm next. Okay. Uh, this one was tough. I I tried to do a little mix of what I liked versus what I thought should have been picked um, based on how great of a music video it is in general, not necessarily the song. Um, so... I I'm just not even gonna do any explanation. It's just gonna be very straightforward. My number three pick is uh, Espa Savage. Um, my number two pick, even though I said I didn't watch it as much, I definitely did watch it <laughs> enough. But it's uh, Beckyun's, um Bambi. Uh, I'll just. Quick, do quick nods. Love the Michael Jackson motifs. Love him in that student hat. Um, I loved it. Loved it in what I'm calling the caboose choreo. Uh, all the solo shots, great. Um, but uh, we have a reoccurring theme here, guys. I talked about how great the choreo was, and how great the music video was, and of course, it is my pick as music video of the year. Oh, nice. Tayman's advice. All right. Steven, what are your picks? Yeah. Um, I have, so for my top three, I picked mostly like also kind of the storytelling videos. Um, but I feel like I should just mention the ones that weren't in my top three uh, just really quickly. One is another movie influenced one. Uh, Adora's Make You Dance uh, with Onha, which is specifically 
referencing uh, One Cut of the Dead, a movie I watched uh, early on in the, the the pandemic, and uh, it's one of my favorites that I watched throughout that uh, the time. Um, I also had uh, Rosario, uh, Thunderous, and Luna's Not Friends in in my long list. Um, but third place for me uh, was Tomorrow by Together's uh, Zero uh, by One uh, Love Song. I I loved the or I thought it told a story really well. It was very clear in like who the main character was. Um, I loved that little break in the bedroom where then he was walking, uh, kind of like shuffling backwards. And then it went like this. It's, we were suddenly outside. Um, th- we heard that acapella like chorus. And then we, we got that, uh, that moment where they were all standing around that, uh, that burning trash can. And then they like uh, toss the lighter away, but then the, their car bursts into flames. I, I feel like it was uh, a fun, youthful video um, and then it, it, there were some like moments that were these almost common tropes, but it, I still think it it worked um, as a really as a, a really fun or like not entirely fun, but like uh, an enjoyable experience um, th- for uh, throughout. Uh, there's some interesting sets and like settings um, for that video too. Um, but second place for me. Um, I have Espa's Savage. Again, it, it is telling a story in a completely different setting from, from Love Song. Uh, but it does also uh, just show just a lot of like, I don't know, technical um, mastery and a lot, a lot of different things we, we saw with uh, yeah, the animation, um, the, the lighting and the choreo, all the different sets. Uh, I remember I was just really, really high on it when I first saw it. So uh, I thought it was, I remember calling it an achievement and I still hold it <laughs> to that. Um, but actually my my number one, um, it's uh, <laughs> Chuck, it's your number two. I, I am picking Bambi. I mean, <laughs> how can I not pick wow. a video on a train? Um, <laughs> but there was so much, uh, I, all the same reasons you mentioned. Uh, but the, the choreography, I, I think I, I loved also. Um, it, it, I, I don't know, the story wasn't quite as, as clear as the other two videos, but uh, it was really, mo- really moody. And um, I also liked the lighting a lot here. Um, and all, I loved the all of the dancers as well and the costumes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's, it's hard not to um, pick uh, Bambi as, as my number one video. Such a great choice. I'm just, I'm just remembering the choreo the specific caboose choreo where there's all the those leather chairs or like the big mm-hmm. armchairs and they're kind of switching <clears throat> spots. Oh, so good. Oh, man. I didn't even have that on my long list. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> it's all good. I have so many that I didn't yeah. mention. <laughs> I thought I thought like we were going to get a we're a really like good spread. <laughs> but then I yeah. went checking and I was like, oh, wait. I have <laughs> two of these. Yeah. I mean, shout you out. Got, like, you got... It sees Swipe was also on my list, which was mm. cool. Libido, Naka. Yeah, I, I would have chosen that too. Yeah, there's there's a long yeah, list. Yeah, PT two, man, there's a lot. Thunderous. Good. I yeah, would have picked yeah. Thunder. It's for music video. video alone. I would have picked Thunderous yeah, also. There's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff out there. I also looked up at like who directed these music videos, but I ended up not talking about it at all. 
<laughs> That's why. I feel like I should have. Yeah. Did you? Right. Did you? Petty did a lot. So shout out to them. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on to album of the year. Wow. Um. Who? Wait. I went. Oh, first, I'm going so, first. Yeah. Okay. I'm going first with album of the year. Okay. Boy, this was tough. Um, but I I went with albums that I generally thought were no skips. They th- there might have been a skip or two here and there, but I'm thinking of albums that I've re- really much enjoyed and couldn't stop listening to this year. And starting with number three. Um, I am picking because they are my. What did I pick them as? Wait, my my boy group of the year. I'm starting with No Easy. Wow. By Stray Kids, and go back to our album discussion to really get in depth thought or our in depth thoughts. But I just remember how impactful how genre bending how how great the subunits were um just just the overall this this is what gen 4 sounds to me when it comes to guy groups um and they are just killing it year after year and really enjoyed uh that album it was definitely very loud noisy if you will okay um number two i had to give my bias some love so Naturally, I'm giving Twice's um, Formula of Love a shout-out. Um, I thought overall not the best Twice album that we've covered. Um, I, Eyes Wide Open for sure was a better album. But for 2021, it felt like a very complete album. It, what do you expect from Twice? Um, and that's my bread and butter. And I just felt like that album had the, the single itself wasn't the main single. Every other B side was, or you know, all the subsequent singles that followed. Just, I mean, the feels was a digital exclusive, right? And then they they just had to. It got so popular, um, they had to make an EP for it as well. So, um, yeah, and I don't think this is gonna kind of set a trend. Um, so just spoilers to people who are wondering my my picks, uh, my ladder picks. But guys, I am so happy IU came back this oh. year. It has been very, very long. And she was the very first artist that got me back into K-pop. Actually, no, that's not true. Um, she is, it was twice that got me back. It's IU that made me stay. So... I'm going with Lilac as my album of the year. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll say more later, but it's just... Sorry. Um, I mean, her amazing voice, the mellow sounds, um, and I'll I'll talk more about this with the song of the year, but you can probably guess what the song of the year for me is. But I I just generally thought this was such an artistic um, release, very personal, very deep and just took you and pulled all sorts of heartstrings and um, it was it came out very early in the year too right something like 
I forget. Like it was like one yeah. of the very first albums we covered. That was in May. For 2020. Oh, was it May? in May? Never mind. Oh. I know uh, it was of, spring. Like we talked about April, of, maybe? That mood. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um early it was one of the earlier albums we <laughs> talked about. So. Yeah. But it 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 just stuck with me all year. Um no contest. So album of the year. All right, Steven, I'm curious. This can go anywhere. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe my picks won't be too surprising. Um, they, I don't know if they are super consistent with how I ranked other things, but that, that's fine. I don't, I don't really care. Um, but third place, uh, Guy, I, oh, actually, I'll mention the other albums that didn't make it. I actually did not put IU in my top, but it was one of my favorites of the year still. Um, same with Akmu. Uh, I, I yeah, those just felt just short of my uh, top three. Um, but for number three, it's someone I, I've mentioned a lot already. Uh, I just really loved Bambi by Beckyard, and <laughs> it, it's just so. I get. I mentioned it was a, a no skip, but like you just get such strong vocals throughout. Um, yeah, Cry for Love is so good. Uh, yeah, I, Bambi obviously has amazing guitar on it. Um, the bridge in Bambi is one of my favorite bridge sections of the year. Um, it is a tr- like really a, a, an excellent album. Um, in second place, I also chose twice, but I actually picked Taste of Love, um, which I felt was as, as like a, a more compact, concise um, like representation of who they are right now. And it, I think at, for the, at the time of its release, I think it was like just super enjoyable with alcohol-free. Like I think it was in like June or July and it just came out at the right time. Um, and it, it also gave me some of the best B-sides of the year in... Um, First time and baby blue love, so I, I think like it, it's just a, a fantastic twice release. Um, but my number one album, one we didn't cover, um, but someone I've talked about also a lot in the later half of the year. I am actually giving this to to Lehigh and her album uh, Four Only. Wow! Uh, it, it, I think it. This is a full length album. Um, I, her first. At her current label, is it? Wait, is it AOMG? Yeah, she's I, with AOMG. Yeah, AOMG. Yeah. Um, and it, it it has some great features in, in Bi, uh, Wonstein, and Yunmire on, on a really fantastic single, Red Lipstick. Um, a really super fun song and a nice video too. Um, I think the video for Only is also great. Uh, one of those sad videos that tug at your heartstrings and is a, a fantastic ballad. Um, we, we get some versatility in the styles. She uh, t- tries and sings like with Water Ride, um, although she does mostly stick to her kind of um, like smooth kind of R&B and, uh, but also gives us those, those emotional ballads. Um, also, another a great partnership, uh, as we saw with Holo from the previous year, uh, 
An Shine of the Barbarettes also co-wrote some songs uh, for For Only, um, including uh, Water Ride and Only. So uh, I think it's a fantastic album. Um, also, her killing voice from this year is great to to see all of her her progression throughout her career, and it includes my favorite, actually my favorite performance of uh, "I'm Different" that was normally um, with Bobby and Suhyun, but it, it's kind of a new, it's a fresh performance. So yeah, uh, I, I love this album. Okay, oh. Alan Mark. <laughs> I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this one. All right. So uh, some of the uh, honorable mentions. Uh, so Taste of Love, I literally just added it because of like, uh, I don't actually have twice on here, but I feel like that one deserves <laughs> to be mentioned still on my list. Um, also mentioned CL's Alpha, which was I thought was a great return for CL. Uh, 17's Your Choice would have been in my top three if... I feel like if they combined Your Choice and Ataka as one full album, it would easily been in my in my top. Uh, choosing like my favorite tracks from both of those albums. Um, and then the last honorable mention is Lilac, uh, which I thought was great. Uh, but I think just the other three that I'm going to talk about, I just enjoyed more overall. Um, I also looked it up. Lilac was in March. So uh, oh, still yeah, pretty early on the year. <clears throat> Uh, all right, so third place, I'm gonna go with Espa Savage. I thought overall, wow. like, there's, I don't think there's any skips on that. I think I did say there was one track that didn't stick out as much, but I think standalone, it's still a really good song. Uh, it has great songs like uh, Lucid Dream, uh, Yuppie Yuppie, Make You Cry. At the intro too is great. So I think overall, really cohesive, which I thought was really cool. And then, yeah. So that's number three. Number two, uh, I think this one I'm mostly choosing because, I mean, it's a lot of tracks, so um, it's a lot more hit or miss, but it's I thought it's really great regardless. And I have it on vinyl. It is <laughs> Chungha's Carencia. I think it's uh, it's bold with just how they marketed and like packaged it as a pretty much as a four LP, uh, two LP, like four total sides as an album. Uh, so I thought it was really great. It sounds great on vinyl too. So um, if you Thanks. get the chance, <laughs> I have it here. So maybe come by and listen to <laughs> okay. it. Because I don't know how available it is nowadays. Um, but this leads to my number one pick. I'm surprised because we haven't really talked about them that much this, so far in this episode. But I think when it comes to Impact, all, uh, all of these songs on the album I loved um, when we discussed it, I thought it was like, like I knew wow. in that moment, like, oh, this is gonna be one of my top albums of the year, if not number one. And wait, wait, sure wait, enough, wait, um, wait. When did it come out? Uh, summer, I think. Oh my god! Wait, wait, uh, wait, Stephen, you already know what it is. I right? thought I. Wait, was that summer? Okay, let me double uh, check. I don't know. Actually, know if it's summer or not, but. Um, oh, I oh, okay. Anyway, I just game. want, I don't, we're already long on this. I don't want to take okay, too okay, much okay, time, okay, okay. but it's, it's Akmu's next episode. <sighs> oh, okay, every, okay. every song is incredible. The title track and all the B-sides that they got music videos for all of them are great. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And especially as someone that 
didn't listen to Akmu much at all before. Like I knew Dinosaur and that's about it. Um, and actually Rebuy and all that stuff. But I think mm-hmm. this like overall was more my vibe. I loved every, like I just love it as a full packaged unit. So yeah, next episode is my album of the year. Wow, Steven, nice. you are you were you are the Akmu master. How does it feel to not have picked it as your number one, and <laughs> Alan Mark did? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I had it in my in consideration <laughs> mention. for my consideration. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, a great pick. I I, yeah, I love oh, great. Yeah, I'm just no, I'm just every time we talk about these albums, the songs just flood into my mind. Uh. Okay, all right. Another a new addition to the awards, which uh, I'm happy that we get to talk about this because this, they they tend to be where my favorite songs lie. Um, and that award is the B side <sighs> of the year. Now it's tough because they're singles, but there seems to be ten times more B sides uh, to pick <laughs> from. So I'm sure we all had a tough time picking this, but. I'm I'm sure if you kind of go through our top twenty, you can kind of get a sense of the kind of B sides we like to listen to. So, um, uh, so Stephen, uh, yeah, okay. Stephen, Stephen, you get the uh, honor of um, painfully picking your top three. Yeah. yeah, this this was pretty tough. Um, and my top three, I right now I I had an order, but like. I don't. I okay. I guess I'm just gonna stick to it. But um, in in the consideration for like the uh, all the awards, I took it down to six, and uh, the three that did not uh, make my top three, but are songs that I just love so much. Um, first is "New Days" by Dreamcatcher. Mm. I I think it it. There's like no other song last year, I think, like that within the genre. Um, so it, it had, like, oh my god, I love its its sound. Uh, it's more like a guitar-driven sound, plus that uh, that bridge into that triumphant end. Um, so I I just yeah I loved it. It's it's hard to like <laughs> talk about these and then uh, not have them be in the top. Um, but then the other two, I'll, I'll, I won't talk about as much. But uh, we're a surprise uh, signatures. My diary. I love that song as an opener for their mini album. And then NCT One Two Seven's Focus, um, a, a great B side too. But oh man, okay, third place. Um, off of an album that I thought was good, uh, but did not kind of maybe live up to my expectations of what I wanted from this group. But nonetheless, I still loved the song, thought it was one of the best B-sides of the year, uh, Red Velvet's Knock on Wood. Um, I would remember describing it as me at the time that song being the one I would have wanted to have like written the most of any song I've heard so far. Um, and yeah, it's still just a fantastic uh, pop song. And, and a great, great Red Velvet song. Uh, second place, I have Sunmi's What the Flower. Uh, a lot of it is because of the impeccable 
instrumentation, that uh, that really great groove, the the drumming on that. I think I had commented on um, a lot. So in the pocket, yeah, yeah, that's right. I talked about a pocket of it somehow, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's also why I just love that live performance so much because the song itself is so great. Um, but my my number one B-side of the year from one of my top three albums of the year, it's actually Twice's Baby Blue Love. Um, wow. It is, for me, it, it, I th- it's one of my most listened to songs. Uh, it's just so like, I don't know, it, it's kind of like this... Uh, it reminds me of like these rock and roll like tracks and has these amazing drum fills. Um, I I think yeah I just these songs were the ones I was the most excited to talk about on each of the episodes where we talked about them. Um, so I, I I don't know what else to, how else to describe them, but. Uh, I will just go with Baby Blue Love uh, from from Twice. Okay, I I enjoy all these picks <laughs> so much. Uh, I should put it. I should have put Red Velvet's Knock on Wood. Um. Okay, I'm so sorry, Alan Mark. As our B side connoisseur, you're gonna have yes. to whittle down your favorite B sides to your I top know. three, and I know it pains you the most. So I know. When I was going making the playlist for 2021 that we made, I was like, all right, fill out my favorite singles, for, fill out my favorite B-sides. I had like 45 B-sides on that list. I know. At least. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have down. So I have five that I was actually able to, that I want to talk about. So it's funny. One of these five is not <laughs> the song that I mentioned on our podcast is this is probably one of the greatest songs ever written that we've ever covered. <laughs> so I did not choose. I did not choose that team. And so, so um, just missing the top three cut is Stephen mentioned what the flower from Sydney oh. great arrangement as, as you mentioned as well. And then another one uh, that ended up being on all of our playlists, uh, Purple Kisses, Can We Talk Again? It was either that one or 2 a.m. 2 a.m. is a great B-side from Purple Kiss as well, but Can We Talk Again? Just so good. But going to the top three, um, to number three is uh, just a song that encapsulates just our times now, the year of 2021 with... Uh, with technology, our reliance on it, stuff like that. And that is the song Game Boy by 17, oh. the hip hop uh, team's uh, song from Your Choice album. I just thought, yeah, it's infectious, it's fun, but also a little bit like there's a dark side to it to be like, oh, talk about, um, you know, being like use Bitcoins and NFTs and until 2077, all these different like tech references. But it's really cool. It really feels like a Wanu and Vernon song, which is really fun mm-hmm. because the, I know those two are um, uh, a bit more uh, like reserved and introverted, but and like they like playing games and stuff like that. So especially if you watch the 2020 Gose where they're playing video games in Santa suits, that one's really fun. Um, so yeah, that's why third is Game Boy. And then, oh, okay. 
I've been going, I've been going back and forth between my one and two, like ever since, like for the past month or so. Um, I think right now in this moment, I'm making the executive decision that second place will be Akmu's stupid love song, <laughs> which is a very me song. I mm-hmm. think I kept gushing about it in our episode. Uh, I just thought it was, it's just so well crafted. Mm-hmm. It's very sentimental, which I love. So, um, yeah, I think using getting crush on that track too was perfect. His voice suited that vibe really well. So, second place is a stupid love song from Akmu. And then that means with first place, I'm going with a song we did not cover on our podcast. And this one just happened to come up to me by chance. I don't think I would have heard it otherwise because it just showed up on my Spotify uh, week, like Discovery Weekly. And it is a B-side from WJSN, their song New Me off of the Unnatural EP. Uh, yeah, I I think when it came on on the, on the Discover Weekly playlist, I was like, oh, what is this? It sounds so cool. It sounds really interesting. And then I looked, I was like, oh, this is WJSN, which is a huge blind spot for me when it comes to uh, K-pop, especially with girl groups, because I know they're really popular, especially... Uh, domestically in korea i believe so um and the fact that i didn't even give that ep a chance before um i'm happy that that popped in because it made me like want to listen to it and it's great um but with new me specifically it's it like it's sort of like 80s vibey which you know i love but this one hits more of a vaporwave kind of sound which uh is really cool it's arranged real in a really interesting way um and the melody is really cool. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe because the formatting of it isn't uh, standard. Uh, there's a moment where like it, leading into the bridge, it cuts out for like two beats. And then they come back in strong with um, a really nice flourish and strong vocals, which is really cool. And then it has like a fake outro where you think the song ends and then it comes back with these like really like cool synths and then there's actually like more rapping from i forget which member at the end too so like it just adds maybe like another 16 or so counts not a lot but um i just thought that was a really nice effect uh but um and also that song was written by one of the members or co-written by one of the members sola so i thought um that was really cool so yeah i don't know every time i listen to it uh it's like, I, I don't skip it every time it comes on my playlist. And it was a nice surprise. And I'm really, I'm really happy it showed up. And I think you mentioned it with, uh, for Easy with WJ Sends the Black. I hope that they, uh, I know Chacon came out with something recently. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm hoping to get uh, a full, another full WJSN release mm-hmm. uh, soonish this year, because I would love to talk about them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's my pick. Chuck stepped out for a bit, so he did not hear any of that. Yeah. There's a there's a live performance of that. I think I saw that it was really yes. good. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I might have tweeted it. Because I think I, so. Uh, yeah, someone like put, uh, put on Twitter like, "Oh, that's, what's your favorite yeah. B sides that came out this year?" And that's I'm just like, "How? Yeah. Oh, this is gonna ruin uh, the award." But if I just list a whole bunch, 
then <laughs> I will, um, then it'll work out. So there's a lot, I mean, there's, there's a lot that I'm like, it's surprising that I didn't even mention that, uh, like ATs's uh, take me home. Uh, I thought yeah. I was gushing about so much, I know. Episode, but I, I, it ended up just not making the cut because there are a lot of really good B-sides. All right. Okay, I'm going to go with my B-sides and the the choices were hard too because like Alamark, I have way more B-sides in my favorite songs of 2021. I should for 2022 I should start splitting out the songs, singles and B-sides just so I can keep better track of them. But uh for the sake of time, um my number third my, my number 3 pick uh is actually also twice as baby blue love um that's a shout out to you claudia my sister uh that's her favorite song off the album and that is also uh, my favorite song as well so um i mean yeah steven already mentioned it it's just it's it's just just the retroness of it just feels great to listen to um okay number two um artists we did not cover I wish we did. I would have absolutely loved to talk about the entire uh, uh, the set list because it's absolutely a no skip for me. But it's actually uh, my number two is We In's No Thanks. And it was hard to pick a favorite from that album. The entire album is so great. Smooth R&B. Um, but this one sp- specifically, I think... Um, I enjoyed the most and it was most pleasant to my ears. And like I said, continuing with the trend of all my picks, um, I'm picking a B-side off of um, Lilac and specifically I'm picking Troll, which also features a favorite of ours, Dean. And with this song, I mean, the piano sample itself... um, it, it had a little like low fineness to it, um, but it was just such a great sample to listen to. Um, and not only that, but it had the, just the mellow vibes of the whole song. It just put you at ease, warmed your heart. It was just such a great B-side. And of course, Dean. And you don't get too many Dean appearances. And so when you do, that automatically becomes my favorite songs. So those are those are my picks. Um, for the B-side of the year. Okay. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the final category of the 2021 How You Can Eat Awards, the Golden Tongs, the most coveted award of them all. It's Song of the Year. Oh, and luckily, we can start with... Is it Alan Mark? I think Alan Mark... Unfortunately, uh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, I went last. No, no oh. I did not because my thing cut off. So it is. Yeah, me. you're right. Oh, so, boy. okay. <laughs> Alan Mark, you get to be the end cap to this amazing episode. And thank you all for uh, listening, by the way, and watching <laughs> oh, if we put God. this out. Uh, it, somehow, if I put this out, I'll just splice everything together. But <laughs> um, we we get the honor of Alan Mark concluding um, our final category. So, <laughs> so so how many songs did you have in your singles of the year so you said you had 45 okay. of the b-side so 
I split it up into like three different categories and each category has five songs. So just 15. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I split. So yeah, I just split it up by obvious choices for single of the year and then really cool, but not as hyped up songs uh, as well. And then ones that are just very me, like <laughs> picks that are very like, I would, of course I would choose these. Um, so, but I did end up picking a top three out of all of them uh but some a lot of honorable mentions but the ones i feel like i have to mention are epic highs rosario um 17's rock with you i mentioned that's just such a well-crafted pop song uh sunmi's tale just great uh key's bad love which is and i i love that song so much and those are all like in the cool to like very alan mark like type of songs uh oh and snowy night oh my god snowy night i've been obsessed with uh, and then and then under the obvious picks um yeah these three are not in my top three but i think these like between asap butter and next level none of those made my top three but they're very like they're just they have to be mentioned because of how popular they are so um yeah, but if I'm going into my top three, I don't know which one's number one yet. But number three, I'm going with Brave Girls' After We Ride. I just think, like, when it comes to 80s vibes, I think that one encapsulated it perfectly. Um, it's so nostalgic. It is, like, ambivalent in a way where it feels celebratory, but also feels very sad at the same time especially if you look at the lyrics. Um, yeah, and it's just Brave Brothers doing doing his thing where he just creates such great, like, K-pop. So, yeah, after we ride, that's, that's number three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number two is my most listened to song of 2021. It's Cinema by CIX. Wow. I, it's so close to being number one, but uh, I feel like this one is more so. I think just impact, overall impact matters a lot too. So that's why this one goes number two. I think one, this one is more impactful for me personally than it was like as a whole to like wider audiences. Like that song, this song did not get any music show wins. I don't know. It wasn't seemed as hyped up. It seems a lot more um, like not underappreciated, but. Um, like, yeah, it's just not as talked about versus like a lot of these really great uh, like singles. And I, I just I, I love it so much. So that's why that's that's a me pick. That pick is for me. <laughs> but then number one, it may not have been as much of uh, like Mimi or a viral as like ASAP or Next Level. But I think this song it's so well crafted. It's so catchy. The melody is ridiculous. And that is After School by Weekly. Wow. It's so good. Wow. The moment I heard it, I was like, this feels different. The mel like that chorus melody, both sections of the chorus just work so well. Even then the pre-chorus leading up to that, I think. It's just one of the most like melodically interesting, catchiest, but still poppy songs out there. Um, 
like i don't know it's not an obvious catchy song but it's so catchy and then even like there's little moments in between that are just so cool like the little chromatic like singing winging like leading into the last chorus is Mm -hmm. so cool uh it's actually the only song on my playlist that has ryan jun on it which is interesting (laughs) because he's done so much but out of all 20 of those that's the only one that has it but yeah it's yeah I'm, i'm going with after school as my my number one pick for title track of the year okay i did not expect that at all and maybe i did at the same time Uh, i i could have pulled from so many options you loved so many songs this year but it's it's fun to see how impactful after school was um so oh i then i'm next okay oh no steven you're last (laughs) okay all right This was tough for me as well, but I I wanted to go with more gut picks, less of what I thought was should be song of the year uh, generally worldwide and more of what were my songs of the year. So starting with number three, um, I have mentioned her plenty of times, but it's, of course, um, Taehyun's uh, Weekend. Ooh. And... I don't think I need to say anything more than what I've already said in this pod, but uh, just as a general feel-good, retro, uh, groovy song. And it just, especially that part, um, uh, how does it, what are the lyrics? Um, uh, I forget. Uh, Just the whole song is great. Okay. Number two is... After school by week or <laughs> by oh. weekly. Can you believe that? Oh. Wow, so close. Um, I mean, everything that Alan Marks said, uh, I started liking the song because Alan Marks started liking it. And once I did start <laughs> listening to it, I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. I get why this is such a catchy song. And like, I like weekly's, um, uh, uh, what would you they're not would you say they're bubblegum pop uh i i don't know what kind of pop they're it's not like, like teen girl, pop teen pop yeah. teen crush uh something like that um i just really like the the concepts that they were putting out this year uh stacy was great with all theirs uh very uh girl crushy type uh milieus but it was really weekly that kept it wholesome kept it just very hopeful and after school just was a very um soothing song in a way to listen to it just made me generally happy and um was very catchy in its in its own regard um but like i said no surprise no surprise here um the no, no surprise that my song of the year is of course, I use Lilac. Um, <sighs> and the reason why I picked it is because I thought I just loved how introspective this song was for IU. I mean, clearly it's a song of her departing her 20s and entering her 30s. And so there's a lot of like bittersweetness to it. You can tell by just the song itself and the way she 
uh, performs it, and um, and it has a ve- uh, very, very reminiscent of some of our very very favorite genres uh, right now in K-pop, and that's uh, that's again uh, a Steven special, and that's of uh, the city popness of it. Mm. It's um, it's just it reminds me of because city pop to me is a genre where um the musicians that were making it in japan um in like the 70s and 80s were very hopeful of the future and very um um excited generally excited about what was next to come and i thought that was a great way great genre to tie into the message of the song it's it's not like it's downhill from here. It's just going to keep getting better, but it's, it's still nice to say goodbye and look forward to a new chapter in your life. And so that's, that's why this simple yet retro track is my song of the year. Okay, Steven, I am very curious as to what you you could go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, this category, I will say, was actually a, a lot easier for me than um, a lot of the other categories. I feel like I had some pretty clear-cut favorites. Uh, a few that, like, when I was putting my my songs down here, like, in a long list, I actually don't have really a long list. I had three that I was pretty much deciding between, but the ones that didn't make it, uh were uh Bambi by Baekhyun wow. um only uh by Lehigh and um Watercolor by We In which is uh, another song I I haven't really mentioned her much but that was a single that I really enjoyed um but yeah my top 3 and number 3 uh is Taemin's advice oh. uh, I feel like I could I will when I first listen to it i remember going back to when the beat kicks in and l- listening to that so many times it just it, it, it's the, a really the keys like, of my life part or the keys the, of your life uh is that when it comes in Wait. uh no it's still in the verse when um oh yeah yeah, yeah the beat yeah. actually kicks in but it it's just it it hits so hard there it, it, everything it's just so like impactful uh tame in, I think he he sounds pretty great on this track uh, with some higher uh, notes in, in that range. So I I really thought Advice was just a, a fantastic single. Um, so yeah, that's my number three. Uh, number two, I went with After School by Weekly. <laughs> it, yeah, it is... It, it, when it, we were it was so a close. pretty early um like contender uh soon after i heard it um i i don't think i'll really need to add anything uh except about the i think the drums aren't a really important part of what makes this song great uh especially in the chorus i think it gives it that uh extra energy um that make it such a fun song to listen to uh and we do get a snippet of uh like monday's really amazing vocals i i've been listening to her on her like recent radio just like appearances doing covers she has uh, a pretty uh incredible voice uh, almost an ideal uh pop 
singer's voice. So I, I highly recommend everyone go watch uh, Monday Just Sing. <laughs> She's so good. Um, anyway, that brings me to my number one. I don't really think I, I'm going to talk too much about it, but I mean, it's it's next level. Makes sense. Like, un- unlike after school, uh, it took me some time before I really liked the song. But then once I, I like was into that, it's like three different songs in one it, it with different like time signatures, uh, the way that it just goes back into mm-hmm. that, the, the, like the beginning of the song. Um, I've mentioned drums for each of these top three. Uh, Next Level has such a simple drum pattern with like two, it's like two kicks and a snare. And then that just repeats over and over. It's so simple. It works uh, so well. It's like the perfect choice for for the song. Um, And yeah, uh, I love, I I do (laughs) the choreo every chance I get, uh, or just like that one hand thing. Um, And I'm so glad that that it had the impact it did. Um, But uh yeah too, uh too hot next ne- next level yeah i i think yeah we we got to hear everyone do what they do well on from asma yeah. so it is oh, yeah it that that's my song of the year oh, i feel Incredible. like i just did cix dirty <laughs> Inga. <laughs> um, i stand I, by it i uh i really appreciate that we we've been around each other long enough that a lot of our interests have aligned and we, we, we all, while we haven't necessarily picked the same top number ones, the number twos have always (laughs) coincided for some reason. So, um, I really, I I just, I mean, not here obviously, but clearly we all, all three of us love after school. Mm -hmm. Um, but some of us love it even more. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean okay. When I just want to go skateboarding with my friends, yeah, so can eat the board. You know? When I, when I hear the intro to that song, that just it, I already know I'm in it in for a good mood. It's just, it's just a shot of serotonin every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, guys. Well, we did it. Yet another How You Can Eat Awards in the books. Longer this time around. Close to three hours, um, oh boy. which makes oh sense because we're gonna keep adding categories. Yeah, <laughs> that should just be our thing. By Is the, there by the... only one category that we all agreed on for number one? Yes. Wow. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh no, no, two because I changed my pick. Oh, oh yeah, that's I, right. I edited. <laughs> that's right. I edited, so now it's two. <laughs> Sorry, back in. Um, well, thank you all so much for tuning or listening to this extremely long award show special if you're still listening to it by this point um i really appreciate it alan mark when you're re-listening to this episode it's just a shout out to (laughs) you thank you (laughs) i apologize (laughs) no no don't 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 apologize um yeah well we're very excited to be back for 2022 it's another new year of k-pop releases who knows what kind of trends we're going to run into who knows which comebacks we're going to love but um just know that when this 
this special comes around the next year, we're going to have, again, a lot to talk about. So we really appreciate you sticking with us all for all of 2021. Definitely currently a banner year. We uh, have only had one true full banner year. So we'll see if 2022 can top 2021. It'll be hard. 2021 was great for K-pop. Um, but yeah, we'll have a lot more in store. Uh, when you hear us again, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled shows. Uh, I don't know what episode we're going to be covering, but it'll be good. It'll be a fun uh, January. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I can I can close this out. Do you guys want to say anything yeah. before I close it out? Yeah, I think I'm going to switch cinema oh, after school. What? <laughs> what? Wow. Okay, okay. All right. I okay. Let me have to do it after. That's fine. That's fine. With it for okay. Minutes. Actually, okay. I'm okay with that. That's okay. Well, okay. I, of course I have to. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so last last words is Alan Mark is now <laughs> declaring CIX's cinema as his song of the year. I mean, your Spotify recap says it all rap says it all so yeah that's to. fine we we now we have the same second place song that was hard i had to switch to my heart i was going too much in my head that's to go with heart yeah heart heart all the way clear clear eyes oh wait clear heart what is it whatever <laughs> whatever know. the friday night the lights thing <laughs> open eyes clear heart i don't know um well Thank you again for listening. Uh, you can catch us on all the socials. We are at How You Can Eat on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and Twitch now. Would you believe what? Um, and uh, make sure to catch up on all the 2021 episodes so you have an idea of what we were talking about. Uh, we were alluding to a lot of our pr- uh, past conversations, uh, but if you want a little bit more context to our picks, you can check out the episodes because we pretty much covered a lot of these songs and albums and releases. So. Go ahead. Listen back. It's fine. There's nothing. It's timeless. All these episodes are timeless. We don't talk about current events. You can listen to it four years from now. So if you're listening to it four years from now, how's the future going? Is climate is the climate okay still? Do we have a new pandemic strain? Who knows? Oh, what a bleak way to end this. Thank you again all for <laughs> choosing to dine with us. We really hope you enjoyed your stay. Um, for Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it is our pleasure being your co-leaders for 2022. Thank you again for listening to this extremely short episode. I hope you had a great time. And uh, so, so long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast. See ya. See ya.